0: Hey, everybody. Jared from Play Along Podcast. Just giving you a little disclaimer. If you don't know, our show, Play Along Podcast, is very spoiler heavy. We go into a lot of details with whatever game that we're playing. So if you're trying to avoid any spoilers particularly, then I would recommend either playing the game beforehand or playing along with us. But if you don't mind spoilers at all, then enjoy the show. Hello, friends. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games in an audiobook-slash-book-club-style format. If you don't know what our show is about, myself and my other two co-host take turns choosing a game. We grab that game, break it into sections, come together each week, and discuss what we experienced. I'm your host, Jared, and today I'm joined with Kai and Ben. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing well doing what? Well. Com- complete silence. I'm no, just alone I, here. I wasn't sure who was going <laughs> in. Hi, I'm Guy. I, I was laughing I at God. the I was laughing at the audiobook uh comparison to our podcast which I've had people I've had people it's compared call an audiobook. It's just called a podcast. That's what you are talking about. <laughs> Record Not necessarily. No, cuz an uh, cuz
0: an audiobook they're literally reading the book out to you. And a book club is not like them reading the book. They're just talking about the book where we're like recanting every single detail.
2: Yeah. It's it's a fan comparison. It's not something.
0: Yeah, we I didn't I didn't coin that term. Someone coined it for us, and I was like, that kind of makes sense, you know.
2: Yeah, but yes, I'm good. I'm good. We um, yeah, we finished disco, um, which was kind of a bit out of left field, but yeah, right
0: we did not expect it we've said it a thousand Ten times days, my ass <laughs> exactly we said it a thousand times during this episode that i mean this series that this game was going to be a complicated one to break up so if you haven't seen on our twitter or on the discord that this is going to be the finale episode we wrapped unexpectedly we did not expect an ending we thought there was going to be at least if, if least, at least not one other episode two more episodes from this finale but here we are <laughs> with the game finished
2: it was weird because, like, I mean, we'll get into it, but I, I did the white check that we were stuck on last time, mm. and then all of a sudden, like, shit just went from not. Oh, to it, it hits real the fan fucking quick. Almost immediately, yeah. If if you missed
0: the last episode, we kind of experienced meeting ruby and finding ruby which we thought was the 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 suspect for this murder that's been going on we withheld this information because ben had not experienced that yet um and that's what we're going to be talking
2: about in this episode so
0: ben how did you you said you got you passed the white check to get into the Feld
2: building yes yeah i kind of um full disclosure full disclosure i kind of cheated the system a little bit because i went back to save files because I just kind of got fed up of the white check system. So the annoying thing was, so for a recap, there's a white shivers check that you need to pass to get into the failed building to find Ruby. And that is the beginning of the end of the game. right? And I personally was at a situation where I had fouled the check and needed to reopen the check either by talking to the right person or by putting points into shivers. Yeah. The problem came from the fact that I didn't actually have that many tasks left that I could do. That was what we ran into as well. Um, and I didn't have the option to help the lady in the church because I had shut the nightclub down. And all of my tasks were like, oh, find where the shop came from, which I couldn't do because you need to meet Ruby in order to meet, go to the nether. So I was like, okay, right. I'm going to revert back to a quit save. I passed the white check, but then there was like a second white check, which Interesting. I, I fouled that second white check because it was like, I managed to work out that she could be in that building. But when I said to it's Kim- hypothetical white check. Yeah. Well, when I said to Kim, I was like, oh, I think she's in the failed building. Kim was like, yeah, or she could be in this room or that room. Like she could be anywhere. And then I got presented with the quest that you guys had with the little kids and Mm. the radio frequencies. So I went back and I put two and two together and realized that basically Ruby is uh, a radio expert. And so if there was anything radio signal to do with radio signals, it was going to be something to do with Ruby. And it turns out the kids were near the Feld building when they heard this. Yeah, that's
0: that's how our um, experience went. We talked to the kids and they were talking We referenced this in the last episode, but we, we talked to the kids and they talked about hearing things in their head and and recanting like <coughs> radio stations and bad words that they weren't supposed to hear. And we found out that that was coming from the Feld building <coughs> and we didn't do the white check to get into the Feld building. We found that right below. Because you can run a perception check, there is like a sewage pipe that leads into the building, and that is what we went into to get access into the building. Which I imagine is the thing that people were talking about that they added or was you know yeah. not found until just recently, where you can get in another way to get into the failed building. So,
2: how did you guys find that? Because i I went up the ladder, um, mm. but the reason was because. The game was very clearly trying to point me in the sewage system area. When you're walking around the Feld building, there's, like, this, um, like, small structure in the ground. And you can look through it and you're like, oh, it looks like a sewage system underneath the Feld building. And there's a bunch of checks you can do where you end up talking to Kim. And Kim's like, oh, yeah, there's sewage buildings across the whole of Revachow, like... They've been rebuilt four or five times and I did find that drain. Um, it's in plain sight when you're looking at the oh, side yeah. the it's, it's just
0: underneath the building. Like it's, it's, it's there.
2: I, so that one is a physical instrument check, mm, which I failed. Was. Oh, gotcha. I failed the physical instrument test. And so I had to, <laughs> I then had to reload my save again because I'd failed the white check to climb up the ladder because basically the ladder on the side of the building is, like, falling apart. and yeah, it's very like, decrepit. Yeah, Kim's like, you know, I'm in my 40s. I want to live till 70. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> so you have to do a white check because your brain's like, oh, maybe you can teleport up there, and you have to pass a white check to teleport up the ladder. So I failed that white check, which led to me reloading the save again, and through pure fluke of nature, rolling both the white checks and passing first time to go up the ladder. Mm, so that was how I ended up doing it. And it's really funny because you're standing there and uh, I believe his name's Trent. The, the guy, guy, guy who's standing his, there with his, his kid. Yeah, I believe so. Oh, Okay, that, that seems foreshadowing. He wasn't in your ending?
1: No, uh, no he, he was. is.
2: He just wasn't there. When I just we... couldn't remember his
1: name. No, he he also wasn't there when we did that the second time.
2: Yeah. He oh, he's, not, he's not present
1: at the Feld building when we got into the Feld building. Him and his son are not. Still. Okay. But we've talked to him and his son and yeah, explained yeah. the history of the Feld. He's also, at the end of the game,
2: um, involved uh, with that aspect. He was there. And, mm, um Interesting. I'd hit a roadblock with my moralist uh, mission. You guys had your communist sniffing mission. Yeah. And I'd spoken to this guy and he said, you know, well, if you want to do any kind of moralist committee, you need to talk to the coalition. So then I was tasked with finding somebody who was powerful enough to be in touch with the coalition. But I didn't mm. end up doing that. Interesting. But you cl- you climb up this ladder, it goes black, and there's this, like, sound effect. It's like, woo. It's a Mario pipe. You're at the you're at the top of this. You're at the top of this building, and Trent's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it!" And you're like, "Oh look, look, like Kim, I teleported. I teleported." And Kim's like, "No, you didn't teleport. You just closed your eyes and hoped that the ladder didn't fall off the wall." So, <laughs> in Harry's mind, we full on teleported. Uh, that's interesting.
0: So you 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 came into the building from the top because obviously we came from the basement and then explored up as we went like explored throughout this building. So that's interesting.
2: It was a little bit weird because you're then tasked with going from the top to the bottom of the building and letting right. Kim in. Oh, interesting. Because Kim's like, I'm not climbing up that ladder. He f- right. is absolutely adamant. But in my game, even though Kim was supposed to be let in, his character model was next to me. It was like some sort of bug. Oh, we're here. Yeah, so like you go downstairs and you come to that area where there's the tunnels, and you've got the little communist dig out, and right, like, right. All of that. So Kim was standing next to me when I opened the door that you came through to let Kim in that's so weird we experienced uh, a
0: couple bugs towards the end of this game as well so <laughs> it's it, it, it kind of yeah, tracks there was,
2: there was a couple later on like in the ending yeah. uh i won't say much there was like a a scene where somebody opened a car door for harry oh but yeah. the car door yeah. didn't open but yeah, the animation yeah. still played yep um but yeah so that's how i got into the top into the building anyway
0: interesting yeah so we we got in through that that sewer system and obviously started at that lower level we did explore up i think there's a couple different clothing items that you can find um throughout a
2: lot of of felt stuff
0: a lot of felt stuff like you said there's that kind of like little communist alcove that is kind of hidden in plain sight because in this game if there's like areas that you haven't been into that will be dark and then once you go into them they'll illuminate that area so if you like hug the right side of the wall when you first get in there you'll see that there's a right little uh doorway you can go through and when you go mm-hmm. into there it kind of opens up this little looks like bunker and there's a bed in there and there's a lot of like communist posters and what's what's the gentleman's name that they have
2: the poster of I don't know if it's uh, actual, Ma- like... Makov yeah, something would, like that would... he, he was like the leader of the revolution essentially
0: yeah but it, it was very much uh feeling like this bunker was something that has like left a long time ago that maybe someone had been using that like maybe ruby was staying here but a lot of the stuff felt per, like our pre-revolution like pre the revolution that everyone yeah. keeps talking
2: about yeah also uh, um just before we go on that yeah that system that you were talking about where things aren't lit up it's called fog of war and oh, it's something that is in a lot of video games but it's also because predominantly of calls it that too is predominantly in D&D. Mm. The idea being that you, as the player, you can see the entire dungeon, but your characters mm. can't see around a corner until they've explored that area. Clearly makes sense, because <clears throat> as the character, you're not viewing the world as
0: an uh, isometric perspective like we are, where you can kind of see everything that's available. Exactly, yeah. If a character doesn't have something in their direct line of sight, then it's not going to be uh, visible yeah. to the player as well.
2: But yeah so it's just another a lot of video games use it but it's also another D D mechanic interesting because, i didn't
0: know that was just kind of a general term because like i said i'm playing ghost of shima and slowly very slowly getting through that game and as you go <laughs> through the game it's like you reveal fog of war and as you go through the map opens up more and more too yeah and it'll be like
2: you can you won't be able to see things that are there but you know the route and the layout of the area right.
0: interesting um yeah. Yeah, further exploring into this, it's kind of like an underground cave system that's under this this felled building. It's very broken down. And we eventually get to a point where we find Ruby. She's in one of these kind of alcoves. You can see that she's clearly been staying down here. There's kind of a, a bed and a, and a camp right behind her. But she has this machine next to her. Um, and she turns on the machine and it emits this high frequency radio wave she has a pair of headphones on that is preventing her from feeling the effects of these radio waves, but they are so powerful and so strong that it kind of stops ourselves, Harry and Kim in our tracks. And it like hurts our ears as
2: we're standing here, listening to this thing. Which correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we use them here in the UK, but isn't that like a really popular anti-riot weapon in the US? I S I
1: don't think Um, you're allowed to use them on citizens. Uh, in america but yes we there is there are military grade uh sonic devices that can you know stop people from protesting yeah yeah uh they're more for uh when we you know go you know have imperialist actions in other countries uh, can go to other own.
0: places and use it on their citizens and civilians not right, ours. okay i knew oh, they were I
2: didn't know what the uh what the use of it was yeah uh, but yeah they they're they feel like they're burning yeah So how did you navigate this situation?
0: So there actually is a check that you can roll to kind of push through this pain. You can cover your ears and And, do all this kind of stuff. Yeah, Yeah, to stuff to kind of raise that check. And we did that. And we actually passed the white check to kind of push through the sound waves and break the machine that Ruby has been
2: using on us. So that's how we eventually. I also ended up doing that. Um, Yeah. I was I was a bit hesitant because I think it was like a red check, wasn't it? Or was it a white check? Yeah.
0: I think it was a red check.
2: Yeah, yeah it I was a red it, check, yeah. yeah. And so I was questioning her about stuff and there's like, she is very adamant that she didn't do it. She knew we were coming. She's been preparing yeah. for this. And so there was like, I was questioning her. And yeah. she's like, you know, old Titus gave me up. And then in the end, I was like, Do you know what? I can't deal with this fucking onslaught of colors on the screen. Like, I need. <laughs> yeah, know. It's it
0: very, <laughs> like, yeah. Visually, it's very, like, the screen is distorted. And there's a lot of colors that are waving back and forth on the screen. And it's uh, it can get a lot if you're sitting there trying to sit through dialogue options and just watching this the entire
2: time. Yeah, I also felt bad for Kim. Cause there's a lot of dialogue where Kim's like, Oh, Oh, the pain. Oh. And you can tell And you're like, no, like Kim? And Harry's in pain, but Kim's in pain. And that was the motivating factor right. for me. I was like, cause oh. Harry's
0: always a fucking Harry is a broken person. He's always in pain with Kim. <laughs> Kim's a rock. If he's yeah. in pain, we need, we need to fix that real quick. 100%. Uh, but no, R- Ruby definitely feels like when we're talking to her and we get, get there, you know, at, at the time she felt backed into a corner, almost like that. She was set up for this. You know, there's a lot of, like, fingers pointing towards her being the one that killed this individual. There was even a motive that we had found out with Klausja about kind of a romantic relationship between Klausja and Ruby that was maybe a little bit one-sided. But, like you said, she seemed prepared for us. Like, she's like, well, I have no other option. I have to just, like, put myself into this corner and just hope I can survive. And that was kind of coming through as we were talking to her and having conversations
2: with her, too. Did she put the gun in her mouth?
0: So we have we have a funny uh, interaction that had happened. So she put the gun in her mouth. I
1: don't know if funny is. uh... It's it's not funny
0: at all. It's 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 awful. It's it's terrible. She put the gun in her mouth and Kai was sitting next to me and he's like, I was like, oh, my gosh, is she going to actually do it? And, And we were very confident, like, no, remember, we found the bullet in the cabin so she doesn't have any bullets tell her to do it and she kills
1: herself
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm pretty sure she has more than one bullet (laughs) why would she
1: why would she why would she hide a bullet we know the bullets are hard to come by all the guns are like front-loaded old weird guns so i was like she hid the bullet for a reason that's the only bullet she has She's not going to kill herself. Because... It was it was just funny because we were both like, "Oh, she's not going to do it," and instantly she shot herself. We yeah. were both we're like, just I like, was like, "Tell her, tell her to fucking do it. I bet she won't do it," and then literally just kills herself. <laughs> like, I'm like, i "I double dogged
0: I dare you to kill yourself." Oh, oh no! This, it was it this was did awful. not
2: go well. Yeah. So uh, did the game fail there, or did you revert back to a save?
0: Neither. It was just it just was there. No, there. I mean, she killed herself, and we That's continued.
2: It. Wait. So she was dead in your playthrough. Yep. Yeah shit i mean she
0: she's she serves really no important role or maybe she does i don't know in 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 our story she didn't she killed herself and then we like we looked through her tent and everything i read
2: the like what happens if she lives she she doesn't <laughs> there's wow. no exterior role that she serves there's mention of her in my playthrough at the end um yeah. it's it's kind of used against harry when they're judging mm. him um but she doesn't play any role in the actual case yeah Uh, but i managed to talk her out of it wow that that that's crazy
0: when when we killed her we actually wrapped her in her sleeping bag and there's like the screen cuts to black and you hear like and like i was dragging her like body towards her uh her
2: tent and it's like oh oh god i know that it records uh in pure quality but Kai looks like he is being helped. He's a fucking Picasso right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Has just sent someone to kid um, me.
2: <laughs> so pixelated. You were filmed on like a 2002 Nokia or something. <laughs>
1: well, if you were paying attention, I was blinking uh the name of my captor. So I hope you caught that, you know, in Morse code. Just
2: we we failed that check, bro.
0: Right. <laughs> we we failed that check <laughs> to save Kai. Ben, what? How did you convince
1: her to not <laughs> shoot herself? By not telling her to just, oh, dear, you hey, do guess, it, just hey, guess what we guess what doesn't work? Yelling at someone to kill themselves—that's probably
2: it. I, in a weird way, it was basically me telling Harry Harry's sob story. Oh, that that'll that'll do it. There was a situation where, like, I mentioned, I was like, you know, like you don't need to do this. She was like, no, like you're gonna get me done for this murder. And, Mm. you know, I, I only staged a lynching, I didn't do it. And we was like, no, no, we believe you. We believe like, just Mm. trying to just trying to sympathize with her a little bit. Yeah. yeah, And it was essentially like, if Harry can bounce back from a bender so bad, he forgets who he is, (laughs) then we can help you. And so you're then presented with this situation where you are left with two choices. Do you try to arrest her or do you let her go? Interesting. And so I let her go because essentially we was in a situation where she had a gun in her mouth. She was going to kill herself and I'd had enough conversation with her to gleam that she didn't do it. Okay, that's what that was
0: gonna be my question. I was gonna be like at this point, she's our number one suspect. So like, what was the motivation to like, let her go versus arrest her?
2: The the tipping point was that she, we said to her like, you killed him. You was mm-hmm. on the roof, you know, and she was like, I didn't she she, we tell her that Titus gave her up, basically, and yeah. told us everything. And she was like, I took a 10 minute leak but I wasn't gone for like 45 minutes. I was only gone for 10 minutes and that was it. Yeah. And so the... Essentially, she goes, there can't have been a gunshot on the roof because somebody would have reported it. Mm -hmm. And Kim's like, "Well, well, shit, that's a good point. Nobody mentioned hearing the gunshot. And so even though it's kind of like well they were unionists and this guy was yeah. like a fascist mercenary would they actually report the gunshot it was kind of the yeah. tipping point of being like okay let's hear what this woman has to say right and um, gone i mean i mean the entire
1: game everyone has said how like, completely you know against reporting anything anyone in this entire right. town is freaking Martinez is is a fucked up place where they watch like... they literally watch people drag someone out to be hung and they all closed their blinds and didn't say anything the only person who did say something was Klazja, who even regretted eventually calling the police because yeah. they didn't want to get us involved so i mean i don't i don't know how
2: logical that would be for someone to report it it, it was more it was more kind of the the opening of the gates into like, okay, let's question her yeah. as to why she would have done this. And then mm. we determined, okay, the chances are she didn't do this. And so, uh, we actually let her escape and she runs off past you and, uh, just isn't never seen or heard from again in the rest of the game. Wow. Except for one time, she's mentioned at, at, at towards the end, yeah. The very when they're end, they're kind of she's, like
0: talking about wrapping things up and what he did and didn't do. She's very briefly
2: mentioned, um, but yeah, I, I'll get to that when it happened.
0: But yeah, interesting, yeah. No, she she's dead in our playthrough. We had put her body there, we called it in, or that's what we were going to do. So after we did all of those things, we we Look through her magazines. Oh, she had a journal in her tent too, and we were reading she through did her indeed, journal, yes. and that was kind of like her documenting some of the things she was doing. And towards the end of it, her being like, "I was framed," and kind of like we were saying, as she was kind of backed into a corner. Um, yeah, but ultimately, after this, we decide, okay, we have to go and and call this in. And then as we're heading back mm-hmm. from the feld building Smells into like town, a Mexican standoff. Yeah, it shit just hits the fan immediately. We get there, and the. Um, the Hardy Boys and the mercenary group that was sent here, obviously their their friend was the one that was hung, are standing in the middle of kind of the the town square here, guns pointed at one another and we're just like, oh shit, like, what what do we do? Do we stand in front of them? Things have escalated. (laughs) Things have escalated. Once you get into the Feld building, shit just hits the fan almost immediately and really doesn't stop. It just kind of continues into day six and then going from there too. That's
2: why I think you could end up with a 10-day playthrough because if that's what i was saying, kai if you wasn't to see ruby until like day five or six then well that's what i was saying i say like maybe you
0: have like the 10 days to get to that ruby point because you can take this game at a slower pace like i think that we could definitely mm-hmm. have like done more had more side quests and like maybe passed time and did less on certain days like we packed our days as, with as much stuff as we could possibly do and yeah. i think that they just give you the option of having more days where if you don't do as much per day then you have that option but once you hit the point where ruby happens that's when it's like okay now it's pushing you towards this linear ending and this more linear progression of the story
2: okay so uh do you want me to go through my encounter of the standoff because there's a couple of ways you can do it i think from what it seems like
0: but Before you started, it was funny, because as we were standing there, Kai's like, did you save? And I was like, no. It's like, well, it literally says to make sure you save before, before this point. And I was like, well, here we go. Let's go in. Let's do this. <laughs> but yeah, tell us how you tackled the, this interaction and this confrontation between
2: the two. Well, so you the first thing that happens is you walk up and um, the leader, or the now leader of these mercenaries is fucking like, you you've fucking killed our commander. And what's surprising is there are free people. Mm-hmm. there should only be two but there are three right. people there's this dude who looks like bloodhound from apex legends just chilling <laughs> he in definitely the corner looks like bloodhound. <laughs> <laughs> just chilling in the corner um and he doesn't really speak of a- he also kind of speaks like sticks from hades like in yeah. these words that you can't truly understand except for like here and there
0: also, they're, they're all, like, belligerently drunk, the, at least the mercenary group, that's why. they're like, yeah. And Titus is trying to talk yeah. them down, like, you guys are drunk, let's just talk this out, like, we, no one has to die
2: here. So essentially, there's, like, a dialogue you can go through with Kim beforehand, where you're like, are we going to do this? And Kim's like, I just hope we don't die. <laughs> and then, essentially, you, from what I got in my playthrough at least, you have to go into the middle of this confrontation that's what happened with us it was the same thing there all the hardy boys are there elizabeth is there as well who mm-hmm. in as horrible as it sounds elizabeth has no right to be in the middle of this like she should not be there no, at she all. should not she should not be she's, there she's uh, a she's an unarmed civilian in the middle of an argument between a vigilante group and mercenaries like you are mm. not well equipped to be there at all and so yeah titus is trying to talk it down and you run into the middle and i was like you know stop this is the police everybody just calm down and so you're then introduced into this conversation with the main guy of this mercenary group where you're talking to him about his commander Mm -hmm. and so i was saying to him like you know oh he's got like Blue eyes, and he was like, Yeah, he's got baby blue eyes. The chicks loved it. Blah 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 blah. It was weird, and I was Big like, Aryan vibes. Really like... <laughs> It was really like homoerotic <laughs> for yeah. like a Mexican standoff. There was lots of like him talking about like how nice of a guy his commander was and how much everyone loved him and how he was like such a smooth person and one of the nicest people. Blah 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 mm. blah blah. And essentially you're trying to talk him down by talking about how good his commander was yeah because they are drunk so he he uh, listens to reason to an extent <laughs> yeah to an extent and the woman starts piping up and is saying like i'm going to fucking shoot them and he's like no you know learn your place like very military grade ranking yeah. system like i am now your commander you don't shoot until i tell you to and then all of a sudden out of the blue he just fucking shoots elizabeth for like oh. no damn reason. for no reason just shoots elizabeth like she oh, says something ours was veered very different okay cool he just out of nowhere he just goes bang shoots elizabeth then they're like oh my god what the fuck and elizabeth's like i'm fine i'm fine and my logic was like she's not fine she's bleeding out like she has 10 minutes to live she needs to get medical attention and then Gar is on the balcony. Mm hmm. Yeah, and so. He pops up in ours too. He says that Clash yeah, is gone. He, he sort of, yeah, he tells you cl- Classier. Oh, Classier? Oh, you were saying Cla- my Cla- name was Franz. Classier. 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 <laughs> <Clashier. laughs> um, she is gone. She, yep. basically, like half an hour before the standoff started, she fucking legged it and is gone. Um, So he runs inside when the shooting starts. And now I'm sat there and Kim is pointing his gun at the bloodhound guy. Mm -hmm. And so Kim's looking and Kim, because the bloodhound guy's wearing a helmet, the other two aren't. And Kim is trying to aim for the eye hole in the dude's helmet. Jesus. And beyond all odds, Kim makes the shot. He shoots Mm. this guy in the eye, kills this guy. So now, shit's going down. The woman, the female mercenary, shoots Titus. I try to shoot the leader of the mercenaries. It bounces off his armor. Nice. He shoots me. I -hmm. go down. Angus has been shot a bunch of the other Hardy boys have been shot Mm -hmm. and Kim is leaning over me pushing down on, I've been shot in the leg Mm. and so he's pushing down on the wound in the leg and he's like, stay with me, keep talking to me keep talking to me and there's a fucking red check because the commander (laughs) is coming up behind Kim to shoot Kim in the back of the head Mm-hmm. and I managed to pass the red check, mm-hmm. and I managed to tell Kim he's coming, and Kim turns around and shoots him, but again, hits the armor, and the guy basically beats him with the butt of his gun and like oh. knocks Kim out. And so that was the end of that Mexican standoff. And then... Yeah. You wake up day six, yeah, and I, I'll get into it a bit more later on. But essentially, in my playthrough, Elizabeth was dead, Titus was dead, mm-hmm. uh, the mercenary that looked like Bloodhound was dead. <laughs> <laughs> if you, for all you audio listeners out there. <laughs> My, my, you can't see my ring light is there. Yeah. I'm okay. Oh, The ring light fell. <laughs> I just, I just
0: look at your face and your eyeballs, it hadn't fallen yet, but I saw your eyes look at it. It was like, <sighs> I'll
2: pick uh, oh. that up later. Um. So yeah, basically all of the Hardy boys are now dead yeah. except for two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Elizabeth is dead the Bloodhound guy is dead and the other two mercenaries have fled back into the city. Mm. Um, Kim is okay, but is beaten. He's very bruised, but he's been looking after Harry for the past 24 hours. Um, And basically, Harry got very lucky. The bullet didn't do any organ damage. It didn't hit any femur or anything like that. Um, He just had like basically a gunshot in his leg and he had to deal with that but there was no like surgery needed or anything like that
0: interesting so our our playthrough actually didn't go too differently a couple a couple of things here and there but it was similar so we talked to kim beforehand until we ultimately had to go between the two mercenary groups and the hardy boys same thing with us we tried talking him down and just kind of talking to him over and over and over again. The difference with ours is we did not convince him otherwise. He ultimately then commanded Bloodhound on the side to shoot us. Um, as he kind of gives his command, Kim busts in and pushes us away and then shoots the, uh, the sniper dude, the Bloodhound guy, kills him. And then, uh, which there's a bunch of other like... I mean, tight- we, got, we got shot in the arm. Yeah, we got shot. We got shot in the arm first,
1: and okay. then we got
0: shot in the chest.
2: Oh, shit.
1: We, we got shot a lot.
0: A bunch of Hardy Boys did die. Titus ended up being dead. There's a bunch of other ones that were dead, too. But similar, we got shot in the chest. We fell to the ground. Kim was over us, holding, obviously, our wound. And then it was the same thing. We had that check. We did pass the check as well, but Kim does shoot. Um, the leader of the group and does injure him he does not die but when we wake up on day six we find out that he is in the hospital injured from kim being shot by kim um mm-hmm. the other thing that we find out is he's the scab leader he yes. was the scab leader that yes. was standing in front of the thing leading the whole army of scabs to get their jobs back and everything he was actually the military militia oh, guy the entire time
2: shit. i remember hearing that he was the scab leader but i only just put two and two together when you said it then that he, he was, the was standing up front. in the front of the strike who I had the check was like, oh, he's hiding something, but yep. I couldn't get it out of him. Yep. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Um, so we woke up on day six similarly. Kim was perfectly fine. Kim was not injured in this transaction at all, but they said that the shot in our chest just barely missed our heart. So we're lucky Ooh. to be alive and we also got shot in the arm too. So we were we were in pretty bad shape. We got shot twice, but somehow managed to leave this interaction
2: with our lives still so i i actually ended up boasting about it throughout the rest of the game but there is a red check where you can dodge bloodhounds shot we definitely didn't do that it was like eight percent for us and that did not happen three percent for me and i thought you know what fuck it like i'm in the middle of a firefight why not and it passed, and then for the rest Jesus. of the game, anytime something happened, you had the option of Harry to be like, "Yeah, but I dodged that shot. I dodged that shot." And like <laughs> you could bring it up all the time.
1: You let the murderer get away. Yeah, yeah but, but I dodged, I dodged that shot. shot.
0: I like to believe that he dodged it, but like hit someone else. Like
2: one of the lorry drivers behind got hit by like stray <laughs> bullet. Instead. We should also say like I loved the way that this was animated because it was almost like, um. It was very similar to like Super Hot. If anyone's ever played Super Hot, like something would happen, so Kim it would slow down. Yeah, Kim would move and point his gun, and then like time would freeze, and you would do your option, and then yeah. Harry would move, and it would freeze, and it was kind of like bit by bit, which again, and I keep bringing it back to D D, but is a similar thing. A round of combat in D D, like the whole initiative order, only lasts for six seconds, so. If you have like five player characters, and then four groups of enemies, everybody taking their turns is only six seconds in the world. So it's kind of a similar thing where, in theory, everyone's taken their turn and then just remaining frozen until the rest of the people have done their turn. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just I wanted to say I really like the way that it was uh that it was shot. And it was no, dark. it was
0: really cool. And like I said, very unexpected. And we were lucky to survive the interaction between these two individuals. But Titus is dead. Um, one of the guys in the back is also dead. I think there's like three or four members of the Hardy Boys. Elizabeth is still alive in our playthrough. She's she's still there. Not oh, that she man. played any part in our playthrough after this, but she was not yeah. one of the
2: individuals that was killed. I literally, I've got um, the <sighs> mixed race guy who was sat in the left of the hall, he wasn't very vocal of the Hardy Boys. And then the the tall, skinny guy with like the stereotypical French moustache. Um, he is still alive. And you have this conversation with the Hardy Boys where you can be like, Oh, you can still reform and you can still like carry on doing what you're doing. And uh they're both just kind of like, Nope, Titus is dead, like, you know, this is this is the end of the Hardy Boys. We've all died in a fire fight. We have nothing to live for. Yeah, and I think the I think the kick in the teeth is the fact that their friends died at the hands of like fascist mercenaries, which, mm-hmm. given their political point of view, is probably like an extra kick in the nuts. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, the Hardy Boys were kind of a uh, very extremist, yeah, in their yeah. in their like social views.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, after this interaction, we do wake up on day six, very beaten and, and and bruised. And Kib warns us to kind of take it easy, but we still have uh, a case to solve. There's still mm-hmm. yeah. someone out there. We didn't think it was Ruby either. We, we still need to invest. There's still aspects of this case that we need to investigate. Um, come day six, we tried to kind of wrap up some of the loose ends that we had from the last, the previous day. We tried our best to get the um oh my brain. The uh club. The, the nightclub. The club, yeah. We tried our hardest to get the nightclub up. We put che- we put we leveled up and we put skill points in checks to help with that. We eventually did get oh, into yeah. the freezer that's underneath the um
1: the basement in the doomed commercial
0: area yeah the doomed commercial area we got the tape or whatever that the woman needed for her like the computer experience. uh
1: like core memory core thing
2: right Yep. Yep.
0: yeah so which was ultimately was one of the steps we needed to set this up because she says once i leave then i'm cool with like them setting up this nightclub i don't care we know that the crab man was cool with this so we just needed this first step um
1: so so many checks
0: All oh checks. Yeah, geez so many checks we got to her and she uh, listen to it, but there was this check that we needed to pass where we also kind of put on the headphones to kind of listen in for something because she gets very philosophical talking about like a hole in the world and the like you need to listen to this hole in the world that is opening up um but unfortunately, we could not pass that check or get enough skill points to put things into i don't know was it perception I m- imagine it was something like that.
1: you didn't hear the the cylinder of silence, no. N- I mean, we heard the cylinder of silence previously. It's just that we couldn't, we just couldn't identify what was inside of the, uh, you know, because like what she's listening for, she's trying to figure out what's causing there to be that like patch of silence. Uh, And so she like keeps studying it and you put these Mm. plates and you have to like help her fill these plates with water and then move them into position. And then she runs a test and there's like four different checks to, to listen and then if you fail the first two, it tells you to go talk to the the, the rave time. guys, yeah. uh, and they're like, "Yeah, we got speakers, yeah, it's super low end, yeah." Uh, and then you go back, and your like odds have increased uh, to hear something in the uh, like whatever she's studying. But we failed that one too, so we're just like, okay, well. So
0: we didn't We didn't ultimately get the nightclub up and running because we had no way. That that was literally the only thing that we had left really that we could possibly do was this nightclub thing. But we had no way to get any more experience so we can get other skill points to level up whatever we needed for that. So we just were like, okay, time to move on. <laughs> time to move on. Did you do any kind of uh, wrapping up or any loose ends before you did kind of this final thing, Ben? Did you do the the balcony guy
2: or anything? So I was tempted to. And I was on my way to do the Balcony Guy yeah. mission when the firefight went down. Mm. And then so I woke up at like 9.30 a.m. day six and I was just like... All you of have to my wait a whole nother day to get to... Yeah, get to get all, the, all of the tasks I've got, I can't do. Yeah. They're like, ask Clashier what happened on Sunday and gone, like and yeah. get the boots off of the dead man and all of this kind of shit. And I was like, do you know what? I'm, I'm not going to read a book until nine o'clock to go to see this, this guy. like pushing, like going eight- through one yeah. hour at a time, trying to get to 9 PM. <laughs> that sounds exhausting. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, no, I'm going to go straight to the next part, which mm-hmm. is, uh, a gift that Clashier has left for us in her bedroom. Which I don't know if you got that by the look of it.
0: I don't. Uh, something about her window, because uh, I, I remember we did we did go up there and that kind of like reignited the 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 task we needed to do, where we were investigating each one of these points. And one of the points was an island that we had yet to investigate yet.
2: Yeah. So you, at this moment in time, there are still two areas you can. You. I've now ruled out Ruby being on the roof. And I've ruled out Land's End as where the shot came from. So I'm left with the island or another place. And so Mm -hmm. you go into the room, you're like, okay, Clashier's left. Let's see if there's any evidence that she wouldn't show us in her room. Yeah. And so you go in there and in her bedroom is a piece of red string that comes from outside the window into Mm. the bedroom. And it is essentially the ballistic trajectory of the rifle that shot the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you do a visualized, con- like visualize check and you're like, oh, this has come from that islet that's off in the distance. And so I was now tasked with getting onto that island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We did the same thing.
0: Yeah. And it was funny because we, we kind of did that first because we were already in the world or we were around that area anyways, because um, we were in our room. Uh, but when we were doing the uh, the ravers thing in in the in the church, Kim kept like referring to. He's like, "Can we just can we go to the island now, please?" Like this feels <laughs> like a waste of time. Can we go to the yeah. island now, please. I'm like, "Okay, Kim, we'll go to the island." Jesus, <laughs> he, was,
2: he was thirsty for you. Know, yes, yeah. he is very. What yeah. did you speak to Gart by any chance before you left no. the world in rags?
0: The ravers thing is the only thing we interacted with before we left. The Gart fish is market. a changed man,
2: so it's no. <laughs> There's no um, mission he gives you or anything. Right. But you can talk to him and he's essentially like, thank you for standing up for the people of Revershall and Martinez. Oh, uh, thank you for standing up for my establishment. He's like, you know, I'm willing to put everything behind you, like behind us. You guys now stay for free at the Whirling Inn Rags as a token of oh, yeah. appreciation for saving the establishment. And then there's like this scene. <laughs> there's like this bit where he's like says something, and he's like, "Oh, you say like, oh, you were on the balcony." He's like, "Oh yeah, I was on the balcony because like I'm a I'm a badass." And you have the choice <laughs> to oh, like, God. you have the choice to either like belittle him or just say nothing. So I said nothing, and he nodded. It was like you nod stoically, and it was, and then it was. Gart nods stoically, and it's like you nod stoically again, and it's like Lieutenant Katsuragi Katsuri- is nodding the stoically, and we was all just standing around Gart, just like it's so, it's yeah. so interesting how this game tackles some of the humor that it has, because like I
0: literally can imagine that scene of just like everyone uncomfortably being like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. and, and
2: yeah. I, I don't know, I mean, according to our anchor, I don't know if you've seen this, but like we do have some like female listeners, apparently, yeah. But, predominantly we have like male listeners so i'm i'm interested if this is like a male fin because i feel like you like men will just be like yeah like we just kind of nod ahead in situations where we don't know what to say and we're like yeah i i have i have a side
0: i'm not going to derail this too much but i had heard something i don't know where it was maybe it was a tech talk or something but it was one of those things like like guys do that like girls don't understand or whatever and the guy was saying it's like if i'm seeing someone i know i nod up but if I was seeing someone that I don't know, I knock down. And I was like, yep. do I do that? And I I had to like yeah. really think about
2: it if that was something that I actually do. <laughs> I think At it's just a nod it, up. Like, I just nod up anytime I see yeah, someone. Yeah, I I nod up. I don't nod down. I nod up. Well you do the eyebrow raise, where really, you're like. Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I do the I do the white person smile. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? That always gets me. The, it's like the no-lip smile.
2: The no you know. Good <laughs> old says, no lip I'm smile. I'm
0: not a I'm not a threat. <laughs> but I don't know you. I don't know you and don't only feel like interacting with you. That was just an aside because I, I was—I wanted to get your, because me and Kai talked about this before and I wanted to see if you also had a similar uh, interaction or thought that was interesting.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, do, uh, I do the nod up when I see somebody. Nod down feels weird. Like now that I'm doing it. It's like... like I very much have no intention of talking to them. The not up says
0: everything. It's just like, hello, I acknowledge you. I don't want to speak with you. Yeah,
2: I have acknowledged your presence. We are not on good enough terms to make small talk, but I have acknowledged you are here. Yes.
0: <laughs> it's the minutia of this, the small little uh, details that it says a lot. Yeah. It does a long time. Um But now our, our task is to, to get to this island. And as we're talking with Kim, we're trying to figure out how we could possibly do that. And then we remember that there is the woman that has the boat and her name is escaping me is Lillian Lillian I was way wrong. Oh, Lillian and to talk to her and ask her if we can use her skiff to get across the water to this island. Mm -hmm. So we go and talk to her and she's she's like, fine. She's like, yeah, don't say my only thing is don't destroy the boat because I just like wash it over and don't get drunk because that's how her husband died, which is just sad. On that <laughs> island,
2: ironically, the, as well. On that same island. Um, did, you, um, did you do the talk with the kids? Because she's very weary of the island, and she's like, you know, oh, just no. be careful there, and you can go and talk to the kids. Mm. And the kids, will, because she's like, oh, my kids like to adventure on that island. like. Mm. And so Kim's like, oh, maybe mm. we can talk to the children. And you talk to them, and they're like, oh, yeah, we like to build a raft and go over there. And they're like, yeah, I know. And they're like, Oh, the the fireman and you're like, What? Oh and there's a there's a guy on the island who's come over two or three times because they like setting fires on the beach and he's come over and said to him, like, hey, put that fucking fire out and so they refer mm-hmm. to him as the fireman. And so that is what and that kind of tracks. spurs Yeah, that's out. what spurs Kim in even more to be like, Okay, right. Mm-hmm. If anyone's gonna be hiding on the island there's a chance it's going to be our, our suspect. We should go look.
0: I had to keep like reminding myself that this island wasn't as far as I thought it would. Cause like w- once you get into the skiff and this is really the point of not necessarily the point of no return, but this is where the game prompts you. Like, are you sure you want to go into the skiff because you won't be able to go back right now. Cause Leanne says something about like, you have enough, uh, not, not enough fuel for two trips, even though you eventually do come back to the island. Um, I <laughs> spoilers
2: the game the game has to tell you somehow that this is the end <laughs> i didn't go back to the island i went to the island and came back and that was it finished game over i don't know i'm confused i think they i think be, i don't know if you're making a joke or not I don't know, don't no know seriously telling. like genuinely i went to lillianne she agreed to give me the boat i spoke to the kids i went to the island and that was it wait I nothing happened people. on the island for you Well, yeah, like something happened, but like I wrapped it up and I came back to the fish market and then that was it okay there yeah was no, no. that was
0: all we that was all we okay, did cool. too i thought you didn't do anything on the island and i was like oh shit so much happened well, i got <laughs>
2: confused you made it sound like you went to the island came back to the fish market went back to the oh, island no, no, no. i don't know i don't know why you said that no yes we didn't yeah no we i was just saying fish. that
0: lillianne was saying that that she's like oh make sure you have enough fuel or like there's only you can only go one way and it prompts that that you can only go one way but you can't eventually come back to the island so i didn't know why it said that like oh there's only enough fuel for one way because you do oh come okay back. right that's where i got confused i thought you guys yeah. had
1: made two trips so i was like no no, no 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 we don't we don't go back to the island we come back to the fish market yeah. right yeah that's what, that's what you keep saying oh, you keep say saying we go island. back to the island we don't go back
0: <laughs> yeah. we only go one way I, I mean fish market was what i meant to say not island right. fish, yeah that's what confused
2: me i was
1: like yeah. i was like what are you talking about we never went back anywhere
0: gotcha Anyway, the game prompts you to lose get any loose ends before you go on this trip. We stand on the skiff. There's an interesting cutscene that shows. How did you go? Did you play the music or did you not? We did not. Oh no! Did we not? I swear, there's there's like a little song that plays when we were going on
1: the boat. Is that not the music? Yeah, but remember, we didn't choose to play the boombox. Oh, that's right. Okay, yes. I chose to play the boombox.
2: I chose to play the music either. Uh,
1: I'm assuming it plays the same music
2: either. Yeah, way. it was like oh this God. really like ambient soft rock ballad.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But you're kind yeah. of, <laughs> you have this beautiful imagery. I don't know if you had it of Kim sitting by the motorboard. You just standing and, on like the edge of the <laughs> boat. like <laughs> He was standing on the front of the boat with the yeah. boombox on his shoulder, just blasting sad FM as we go onto yeah. the island. It was the same thing. We just didn't have the boombox. Oh well yeah arguably yeah. the, yeah, it's, the, the same, it's the same so- imagery <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's the same song
1: same imagery
0: what i was what i was saying in the beginning of this though is i kept forgetting that this this island isn't as far as i keep thinking it's I like it is cuz we go into some other details. we could
1: have
2: yeah like we we could have swam from the church to the island like we would have seen it like there was this was the first oh, yeah. time we've heard of this island but oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's ice in the
1: water. Probably would have been pretty cold. No, that's true. At. It
0: would have been very fair cold. Play.
1: Okay, yeah, fair really, play. really
0: woke and hairy up. Uh, we get to this island, and it's kind of like a decrepit, broken down. It's like a what would, how would you describe? It's this? been
2: bombed. It's been yeah. hit by artillery fire, and it was mm-hmm. essentially um, almost like this island fortress. Yeah. The 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 capitalist. Uh, faction in the war were using uh, essentially to, as like a base of operations against the Mm. communists Um, and so you find out later on that the communists essentially shelled it and Mm. took it over and it became their stronghold
0: yeah, um you go through and you explore this island, where kind of the first big bit of information or big thing that happened was we get into a, a room that ha- has a bed, and then we decide to rest in it. I think it's like rest for like an hour or something. Yep. and that's when Harry has another wild dream. You kind of come back to and you're in the bed, but you have none of the on-screen prompts that you had before. and then when you're trying to interact, no Kim. With things, no Kim. Yeah, no Kim, no on-screen prompts or anything. And you make your way kind of out one of the exits of this this fortress, and you're on the beach. And as you go into the water, there's like a little prompt that you can click on that. As you walk into the water, you continue to walk across the water until you get to the other side, which it gets it starts to form into the main square of Martinet. but in what seems like an older version of it. It's much nicer. There's Revival Video, that is where the bookstore um, is currently and there's a woman that's standing there and i don't remember her name hi what's her name her name is Dolores day Day. um which was the woman in the uh glass church church thing that we saw before she was the woman in the glass um then you seem confused yeah the the shattered glass the
2: woman that was in in the the pain glass the reason i'm confused is because I remember Dolores Day and I remember she was like the, the symbol of the religion in the church. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you wake up, Kim asks you what happened and you're like, oh, I had a dream. And there was an option to be like, oh, it was a dream about an ex-wife.
0: Well, that's what I
1: think
2: it yeah. is, is. I mean, she, she's just she kind of represents like, your view of, of
1: like women. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, she's your ex-wife, right. and that's you're having a dream about. You yeah. know, her leaving you, and your separation but instead of being your actual ex-wife the representation is just like this i don't remember what the the description of
2: dolores day was in the game it was like the mother of you know yeah there was something something. in there about her being like the depiction of all women or something right
0: and in in our playthrough it kind of made sense because we had just did i mean I, i don't think this is why but we had just did the raver stuff so it's like in harry's like the headcanon it was the last thing he remembers doing and that kind of like added to his like morphing his dream to be like this right. woman is now dolores Stakes That's on like the front run of his mind um but yeah she she essentially is like the manifestation of his uh previous uh partner and mm-hmm. it, it it is as we're talking to her harry obviously seems sad and doesn't want her to go and she's like well i have to catch this
2: bus flight yeah flight. something like that some sort Double of bus, or train or something some kind
0: of some yeah. kind of
1: transportation
2: <laughs> yeah a train yeah or she's going to the aerodrome
1: so maybe it is a plane i don't i'm not sure yeah but harry it, it keeps telling her to
0: stay and, and it seems like he you know longs for this individual and she he's very obviously sad from this situation it kind of seems like that his wife had had left him one reason or another and then he regrets that decision or that situation in
2: general. There's a lot of sadness behind it. Interesting. So how much lore did you get in this? Because I got a fair bit of lore about Harry and his ex-wife. I don't remember really any of it though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I no, don't no. Probably some. <laughs> in my dream, the way the dialogue went, I found out that Harry's wife had left him yeah. and then came back to him. Yeah, I remember and that. And then that. That left too. him again. Mm -hmm. and the time she left him was like the final time she was like i'm done for good i'm leaving yeah uh there was also mention of um a child of harry's that she had aborted Mm -hmm. Um, yes that also happened too and she was essentially saying like it was really harsh because she's like you know oh don't you remember like uh we was meant to have a child i had it aborted and she was like you know you're you're just a useless fuck. Like, you wouldn't have been a good I, fucking I, dad anyway. Yeah. And uh, she proper lays into Harry. And then there's this... You get given the option to try and kiss her before she leaves.
0: Yeah, we did that too. And she just kind of sits there. And it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, you,
2: you plant it on her and she just doesn't move. And then you come away and you hold her hand and she's just looking at you like, why are you doing this? And you're like, "Ah." Oh. But you also yeah, find out good- that... Yeah, exactly. You also find out it's a repetitive thing. She's yeah. like, ever so often, you will dream of me, and it will happen like three times in that week, and then mm-hmm. I won't come back. And it's like something that's clearly playing on Harry's mind. He's right. obviously something that he has not dealt with or has not let go clearly baggage. because it's
0: still in his subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I mean, just... understandably, based on the yeah. context that we have. Like, yeah. Not not to derail this again, but Ben, there's something in like the back corner of your, your cam and it like flashes every now and then and it reminds me of like an interactable item in video games and it keeps catching my eye <laughs> every single time. It's like towards like the left of you. I don't know what it is. Not that way? No, the other side. It's not like silver. Way? Yeah, and it's like wherever your finger is. Up there? there, there? Up a little more.
2: Wait, oh, the this right. fin. Yeah, this nothing.
0: Fin. But it like, yeah, it like, fly, like, I think it's just a just scream, but it flashed and it was like, interactable, interactable, interactable. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I have to grab that.
2: It's uh one of Ellie's lanyards from when she went to see one of her bands. That's great. No, I'm sorry. It was just, it was just funny. And I had
1: Peak, to, I had peak to, content.
2: Uh, this is, this is people come peak for. content. Hell
0: yeah, yeah. Jesus. This is where the people came from. Um
2: uh, But for. yeah, so... From?
0: Um, <laughs> oh,
2: dear God. Yeah, so you are now wake up and um, Kim is like, are you okay? Like you're bleeding from your mouth and you're thrashing around in bed. Like, are you okay? And essentially what happened is like, Oh no, you wasn't bleeding from your mouth. You were bleeding. Yeah. Your wounds were bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. I'd ripped open the wound in my leg. Um, mm-hmm. I just kind of put this whole experience down to Harry basically having a near death experience the night before. Mm -hmm. um because obviously in my playthrough i'd done the raver stuff ages ago so it was like to me it was like he's died and he's reflecting and he hates Mm -hmm. the fact that you know how he is is like he pushed his wife away because of his drinking problem and things like that yeah our our
0: our experience with kim was similar we woke up and he just like asks us like are you okay like your your wounds are bleeding like make sure you're fine and you're like no no no, i'm I'm good and we continue to explore this island we
1: can sleep whenever we want yeah
0: and then we can come back to here, this bed and we can sleep at any time to to kind of pass time but uh when we first came into this area there was a like giant barred door almost like a blast door that was shut that we couldn't get access to uh but right around the corner there is a control panel and you can use that to turn the lights on in that room and you can use that to open the door open that blast door um and when you go out there you kind of walk a little further down there's a gentleman sitting on a log by fire with a rifle on his side
2: and uh what are you gonna say? very quickly yeah. did you have to do the whole refill it situation uh I mean yeah we turned on the generator if that's the oh yeah like, yeah yeah put the gas in it yeah you put the gas in it, and- yeah, yeah. Gas in it yeah and yeah, you find yeah. the reason I was asking is because you find the sniper's nest that was yeah. the key thing that comes from that. Like you find the fuel, but you also find a mattress with mm-hmm. holes in the wall which he had perfect line ah, of vision. We, yeah. we already
1: had a container of gasoline, so we could do it without finding that area first. Oh, so okay, we poured right. the gas, we poured the gas into the generator, turned on the generator, and then that's what gives you access to the, the... like keyboard control panel, which opens the blast door on the yeah. far left of that building. The other way you can do that is that yes, there is a sniper's desk up to the right of that area, which has like a mattress and like right. the two holes where the gun can fit yeah. out of. And there's also an additional container of gasoline there, which would be used if you didn't collect the previous one. Right. Um, yeah. But we had it so that we opened the door and then that's how we got out there to the guy first. Right. And then we went back to look at the snipers. We nest. did
0: the initial conversation with him and took his gun away from him, went back to the sniper's nest, kind of put things together and then went back to talk to him and like confront okay. him about the situation in general.
2: Because I, I had yep. used my fuel to paint the side of that building, ah, which is right. why I didn't have the canister.
0: Um, yeah, the des- des- deserted man, I think is his name. I can't remember his exact name. But He's the he, deserter. The deserter, right. Um, we talk to him, and he talks in a very sophisticated, flowery language. We find that he was an individual a deserter from the revolution that has been there for 44 years or so. He's been living on this yeah. island for this long.
2: He's not been on that island. He, there's a big point he makes about that. Like, he's yeah. been a deserter for 43 years, but he's bounced around all of Revachol. Right. And um, he, he makes a big point about how people just see him as being like an anti-socialist now. So he can just go from place to place and he doesn't have to worry about hiding or whatever. Uh, we immediately take the gun from him. Cause that's kind of like the first, like yep. you first shouldn't have this thing. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's out of, it's out of bullets anyway. Yeah, but... I was going to say, I didn't know if you found out it's out of bullets, but the, the sheer fact of like, when you're talking to him and he's like, you know, I've killed so many people and I and you're just like, i like, that yeah let's yeah. not, let's when he not make the this gun gun more the floor, conflict. i was like yeah I'm, I'm gonna take that i think we just
0: barely survived the firefight we don't want to do that again yeah, exactly yeah but it was it was after we finished kind of conversation with him that we went back to the sniper's nest we looked through that we saw that there's sniper slots there that you have perfect view of the rooftop of the whirligan from that spot there's a bed there it seems like some this is where the shot had come from and so we go back to confront him on that
2: yeah mm-hmm. i don't know how you want to go about this because i don't know about you but my conversation with him was like a good 25 minutes yeah, he, t- he talks a lot there's a lot that he goes through a lot of it is about his past a lot of it is past but a lot of it is also about getting him on his own terms to, to confess to the killing yes absolutely
0: and we we did this so we he we find out that he really enjoys talking so we kind of just like in a lot of the situations like said nothing and just let him kind of Converse on his own and kind of talk essentially giving having him having him kind of uh what am i what the fuck am I trying to say admit to doing the murder on his own terms, like you said, yeah um mm-hmm. we talk about how he he's he's watched the individuals on the other island in Martine for a while, just talking about how it's just like an awful place of drunks and whores and people that abuse drugs and that these individuals don't treat women right. He had been watching Claude, what, what's her name? Claude, Claude. Clashier? Clashier. Clashier and, Clashier. and this uh, other individual and how he treated her and how awful it was. We do find out that he, like you said, he wasn't on this island the entire time. He went to Martinez and he's been back and forth through kind of the sewer systems there. One thing we find out is that in the secret um, path, uh, the secret uh, room behind her, uh, closet's room, closet's room. Um, there is little Pete. There's a hole in the wall where you can see through it and he had been in there and he's watched her like many times before and kind yeah. of stalked her as well, which is interesting.
2: I forgot about this last time. I forgot to mention it. And, um, Dave brought it up in. Yeah. The that's how I, that's the only reason server. I know about it is
0: because Dave, Dave talked about yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Um, but, I had known about it, so I had a prompt to be like, oh, the hole, like, did you create it? And he tells you that he created the hole. Oh, interesting. So the hole wasn't there. He made the hole in order to watch Classier and Mm -hmm. super creepy and, like, I guess like a trigger warning because, like, he's like, I watched her snort coke and masturbate through that peephole. Like, I just watched her... (laughs) Yeah. he was like the things that she was doing to herself to get pleasure he was like it's yeah. fucking disgusting he's
0: like it's awful you shouldn't the things that she, she let him do
2: to her kind of fucking kink of
1: shaming out here yeah. <laughs> this is a
0: sex positive podcast we don't yuck yums here no yums will be
1: yucked <laughs> you want to do co- if you want to do cocaine and masturbate that's, you are perfectly that's fine you. too <laughs> you know just don't creepily watch other people we're not do it. gonna stop you I mean, hey, if that's what you're into, as long as they consent as Yeah, as long as well. there's consent
0: somewhere in there, then it's perfectly
2: fine. That's it, exactly. Um, so the conversation with him is super fucking long, and essentially yeah. you find out that uh, he was part of the communist side of the revolutionary army, mm-hmm. and when the revolution was over, he essentially was like, I don't know what to do with my life now. I'm going to keep fighting the good fight and I'm going to keep supporting communism how I can Mm. and essentially was watching fascists from the shadows and Mm -hmm. trying to uh, hinder the fascists in any way that he could. And he eventually alludes to the fact that he has met Evra and Edgar many years ago Mm. And uh, he met Edgar specifically, and Edgar has had him kill people in the name of the Union in order to progress the Union and bring the the Clare brothers into power. That was like the big thing. He was also he was essentially like their hitman. Interesting. He would he would kill any fascist that was in their way so that they could rise to power and get to the position that they're at.
0: And it would make sense that he's the one that kind of did the shot, and this is where it came from. Because I mean, we already spoke about how people—if there was a gunshot that came from the rooftop, no one would have reported it. But it makes sense that she only heard glass shatter, and then the the hanged man was was killed because the shot came from much further away. Which I mean, kudos, this man—he is old
2: and seems to be still good at, he good at what he does <laughs> he even says he's like i didn't think i still had a shot like that in me yeah exactly um, technically he missed
0: that's true he said he wanted to shoot him in the in the forehead
1: the head yeah so that his brains would leak out all over her yes uh, and she would learn a lesson yeah. but unfortunately he shot him in the
2: mouth and then that didn't happen and he was very disappointed yeah. essentially from what i understand and you'll be, you'll be able to explain this to me mm-hmm. if i'm wrong. Essentially, he saw Clashier come into Martínez. Yeah, he he became fixated kind of. on her, watched yep. her. And the fact that she was with a fascist mercenary and not with him mm-hmm. is what led him to kill this mercenary. Because the Clare brothers didn't yeah. actually order the hit. And he wanted to entice a war as well. That was the other thing.
0: I think one way or another, it kind of is like implied that maybe he's done stuff like this before. Maybe he's killed other people in Martinet and we just haven't found out about it. Um, But yeah, it seems like with this in particular, I mean, he seems already disgusted with Martinet in general and the individuals that decide to call Martinet their home and, and the things they do between being super racist and drugs and all this illicit sex and everything. But uh, it seems like specifically with her, he got fixated on her when she came into town and then watched her carefully until he couldn't take it anymore and eventually shot Mm. the man that she was with to teach her a lesson.
2: Yeah, and I I think... I know it it might sound weird, but I think the fact that this guy was this like super fascist mercenary is what really tipped him over. Because not only was she doing all these... It's not just with this man, this with this fascist man. Exactly, yeah. It's the fact that she was with the enemy, essentially, is right. how he sees it. Yeah,
0: but we ultimately get enough where he has essentially confessed to this murder and we go to try to arrest him and tell him that he's been... Arrested, or he's going to be arrested, and he starts getting very panicked. And he's—you can start seeing his his not only his his body language, but his also his flowery language starts to divulge into kind of ramblings. And he gets very scared. And as we go to arrest him, we look to the left, and there's a <laughs> goddamn phasmid right there. Creeps its cr- long legs out of the the twigs and is standing there, and I just it fucking blew my mind. I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs>
2: yeah, because it's so fucking weird. Like just. Like you get nods to it, you're like, oh, you yeah. can hear rustling in the reeds, and you're like, Oh, yeah. it's just the wind, or like, whatever. Um and he just has like a full on like motor neuron shutdown and can't yep. speak. And and then the reeds stand up and mm-hmm. I think it says that it's like three meters tall or something. Yep. It's like fucking tall. it looks like a stick insect, but made out of yeah. reeds, like it's massive. And-
0: we were kind of going back and forth with this. I mean, we eventually learned that this happened because Kim sees it. And, but yeah. we're like, is this a, is a fever dream? Is something happened with, with Harry?
1: As you yeah, talk with the, the entire time I was like, this is a dream. Yeah. It's going to be a dream. <laughs>
0: and then, then Kim's I like, not. I see it too. And I was like, Oh shit, this is happening. This is real. <laughs> this is actually <laughs> yeah. happening. But we, you can talk to the phasmid and kind of get a little bit closer. We can roll a check to get even closer. We passed that check and we're able to get, extremely close to almost touch the phasmid and when we got close enough we snapped a picture so kim has a picture of us and the phasmid which is when they the splash screen comes up it's really cool
1: but you also have a very long conversation yeah i was gonna say
0: very long conversation the phasmid
2: has a very uh, anime kawaii voice for some reason i don't know why <laughs> i want you to go into detail about this but i just want to well, say i don't know if i remember <laughs> Or as much as you remember, because um, okay. this is a red check. It, yes. It's a red check to approach the phasmid. Yep. And your boy rolled a red what? check at 97% success <laughs> oh, rate no! Oh, no. And failed. Great. Oh, that's
0: so sad. Well, so that's I, it, ran, it just ran away. It
2: ran away. Oh, and shit. Okay, wow. I didn't wow. get to interact with it at all. Kim snapped a picture. But because of how fast it moves it skims across the top of the water the picture is only a blur oh so, I'll, have to, I'll
0: have to find the picture and send it to you because it is like perfect uh, and we use that later on
1: too but yeah it, it it's like your evidence pretty much yeah. describing what yeah. happened and the because like we'll get into the end of the game is where you like go through all the details of the case and you yeah. recant everything that you've experienced. And so the hypothesis is, is that the guy who's gone crazy the deserter, the reason is because of the pheromones from the fastman. Yeah. But I imagine if you don't have that evidence, it's going to be very complicated. It's ultimately useless.
2: I'll just say that.
0: Move yeah. On. I mean, it is one of the things that helped us was when we helped Morel doing the traps he sprayed us with his pheromone and that helped us because we were drenched in the pheromone that helped us get closer too. but we failed like every single check that had to do with the standoff so this was our uh we pretty much passed everything that had to do exactly we passed everything that had to do with the uh the phasmid no the the phasmid talks about uh, in very like it starts with talking about like the world not the world ending but like uh oxygen deficiency that's happening or the what
1: I don't know? is faces. Know. No. Wow. Okay, I really came in there confident. Uh, well, I mean, you start asking questions about the phasmid about like what it is, and then ad- additionally, there's a lot of options because it's hairy. It's like, who am I? Like, what is what does this mean? Um, because just, the phasmid <laughs> has a because the, the phasmid is like it has a first of all, it's talking stick insect. So the fact that exactly it talks in the first place, but it doesn't start by talking. What you do is you feel its legs and they're hollow, and, like, you, like, reach out your hands, and you can touch it, and then you feel it's, like, whiskers, which are, like, foaming and frothy, Uh, and then you're, like, this is fucking insane. Like, I can't believe this thing is real, and not only that, that I'm touching it, and then the phasmid starts speaking to you, but only you can hear it. So the assumption is that the phasmid has some form of, like, telepathy or telecommunication, because when you turn to Kim and you're, like, can you hear this thing he's like i don't know what you're just you've just been staring at it maybe it's also
2: like a pheromone fin because kim wouldn't have the pheromones would he
1: yeah so then you you talk to the phasmid about the state of the world and it tells you that human beings are destroying the planet and that's why the like you've it fears nothing more than humans because eventually humans will lead to the destruction of the planet will lead to the destruction of the world around them. And they're in turn to the destruction of the phasmid and the birds and all the things that the phasmid cares about, um, which is very sad. And that's kind of the whole allegory of the phasmid is that it's like a higher being that is distraught that these human beings are going to end up, you know, completely obliterating the planet just because
2: they're selfish, which, uh, which is, it's, you know, it's very disco. I just got uh, the picture on Discord, and that is a fucking brilliant picture. Oh, it yeah. Looks, it's fan- it's it fantastic. It looks like something like out of fucking War of the Worlds, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. <laughs> like, it's very tall. Um, Okay, so do you find out... Do you remember, like, is this the only one of its kind? Or, like, does it have... Because where I was... It has a nest. there is a mm-hmm. nest there, and you can go in a nest and there is a rifle scope and the ceramic helmet that makes you look like the bloodhound guy oh, which is interesting you can put on.
0: we found uh her what's her name's
1: placlas pa- Pla- 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 passport and everything that was what Oh, interesting yeah Not not only that we find out later that. Because Trent, who is the big science boy, big brain, big brain Trent over here, at the end we were like, "Oh, it's a female because it has a nest," and he's like, "Oh, well, what did like was there like offspring in the nest?" And we're like, "No, there was you know a passport," and he's like, "Actually, that sounds more like a male and just like a collection of of things like you know like it finds and like puts them in a little." Yeah, he, he talked about how, like, they they nest to attract
0: mates. And that's what, like, maybe it was a male because they gather up items to attract a mate to their nest.
1: Um, but, yeah, we we found the insolidian phasmid. Yeah. And, uh, and apparently and a that whole was the reason
0: of the kind of the actions of the deserter. And when it came by and he started getting all rambly and his brain's all jacked up
1: because of the pheromones that the phasmid has been releasing. and. Th- the Phasmid tells you this. The Phasmid says, I, It's bad for him to be around me but he won't for leave. this long, uh, but he won't leave. And so, this is why he is the way he is, right. is because. Interesting. You know, okay. Yeah. He
2: stayed around me for so long and has destroyed his own brain,
1: which is sad.
2: Interesting. I mean, the main thing in mine was like, Harry was like, I can't wait to tell uh, Lena, the old woman, the, the wife of the cryptoologist. Yeah. He was like, I can't wait to tell her that she was right. She was
0: right. And the fact that she saw this at like eight or whatever must have been terrifying because this thing is massive.
2: Oh, yeah. It was terrifying enough when fucking Harry cool. saw it. No, it's it was super cool. cool. But like, and it, seemed
1: very,
0: it doesn't seem very hostile or anything like that. She's very... Uh... It's
1: crazy to me that there is an option in this game to not have that experience. Yeah, it's that's, that's wild. Like, it was such a profound part of the ending of being like tying everything up and talking to the phasmid. Because like the phasmid not only tells you about, obviously... You know the world and destruction, but also y- you you talk to it about yourself, and it's like a very bonding like, moment with the phasmid. Yeah, and it's like the world has hope because you were in it, and like you have the ability to do things positive, and yeah. so yeah. you know it's it's very it's very like end gamey. That's what this whole section felt like. Anyway, it was just interesting. Interesting. oh absolutely.
0: Is, Once we got to the, the, the phasmid stuff, <laughs> I was like, I was telling Kyle, I was like, this is this has to be the end. This feels very end gamey. Um, and b- b- before this, when we were going to arrest him, before the phasmid came out, we were trying to decide someone should stay with him just in case he leaves or he deserts again or something like that. But post telling him he's going to be arrested and him start rambling and getting delusional, we are like, he's in a state where I don't think he's going to go anywhere. So we can both leave and we could just leave him here. and We can go like report yeah. this. Um, Plus report- also he has no way to get off
2: the island. Like yeah, There's exactly. no dini on there or anything. Well, that was what we like- were trying to
0: do. We couldn't figure out like, uh, can all three of us fit on the skiff? Maybe Is not. That, Maybe we could try um,
2: to. Uh what's that it's not a riddle necessarily, but it's like the the problem about like and this may be a very British way of putting it, but like there's a problem <laughs> about like uh a chicken, a bag of corn and a fox. Wait, you've told us this before on a previous episode. Have I? Yeah, you've talked
0: about this. The same analogy on it, like a different episode. I remember this. I don't know whether it is or anything, but I remember
1: you saying this. I don't know if it... Was it on an episode or just when we were? Oh, talking? It might have been
2: when we were talking. I don't remember. You can only have three people in the boat. It's like you can't take the chicken and the corn because the chicken will eat the corn at the other side. You can't take the fox and the chicken, and it's like this whole big fox conundrum. Fox the about chicken. Yeah. What yeah, do you yeah. take and so, stuff? Um, this must have been a conversation between you two because I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. It okay, seems like sure. a very, it seems like a very British uh, <laughs> conundrum. <laughs> but
0: yeah, we have, we have, we eventually decide that we will just go back together because. he's not in a state where he's going to go anywhere or say anything and he physically can't because he has no way of getting off this island uh as we head back as we start venturing it it, we get a prompt saying that there is these individuals that are standing kind of on the pier you can we can kind of make out that there's like some people standing there they look different than the individuals that we've seen already that are standing
2: there you do get some bits throughout this last section it'll be like oh a man and a woman from the yeah. RCM are on their way to the whirling in rags yeah. and like blah, blah, blah.
0: Mm, yeah,
2: exactly. Um, yeah, and you, you put two and two together and you realize that the people that you have sensed through like these shivers checks are the people who are on the pier at the fish market. Yeah, exactly. And we, we get there, we get off the dock and we find out
0: that the two individuals that we had suspected that were in the whirling in this blonde haired gentleman and oh, Kai's gone. Yeah, that he is. Okay, it's back. Uh, th- that the blonde-haired gentleman and the woman are on that pier again, and it turns out that that man was wearing a disguise and that he was indeed um, our partner. He was our previous partner, and I'm assuming Kai that this woman... Him. Yeah, Kai called it. that He is our partner, and the woman, I imagine, is his, his new partner, the woman that was very, like, didn't want to get into the beef that was between the two of them.
2: So... Uh... Maybe I got a bit of a different conversation to you because essentially what I found out was that this unit hmm. is Harry's Harry's unit.
0: unit. He runs this, he was the commander, yeah.
2: essentially. And so they they look to him as the commander, and at the beginning of his drunken bender, he essentially said to them, like, You're cramping my style. Fuck off. I don't need you. And now because Kim reported the attack. That's the big thing. Kim reported the gunfire and said, like, you know, people, officers are injured, and so now your unit has come out to assess you. Because when I spoke to them in the whirling in rags, I was like, I don't remember who you are, and so they're trying to assess if, if the memory are real to continue doing that the... exactly, and that's that's why Trent's there because Trent knows about like neurological illnesses and right. that's kind of his expertise yeah
0: um yeah so as, as judgment we talked to him cast upon right as we're talking to him he is our, our old partner what to name i think his name's. Jean or or something like that, or his his last name. But he's like, from everything that I've seen and heard and interacted with you, you are not fit to be in this position. Like you are a belligerent drunk, and we say that we haven't drank at all, like during any of this.
2: And he's like, Well, that's only one week. We, uh, we, where, sl- like, we slowly convince him though.
0: We got on his good
2: side. Yeah, yeah. I, I went the same way.
0: Yeah. yeah. But it, it was it was very heartwarming because he asks, Okay, Lieutenant Kitsaragi, what do you think about uh what do you think
2: about harry and this is I where know, i was, was like heartwarming <laughs> for us it was heartwarming because he Mine was like, heartwarming but like he put me down in order for it to be heartwarming
0: he started the same way he's it was just like yes harry's a drunk and yes he's mad made bad decisions and yes his 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 ways of doing police work are maybe unconventional there's a big but he's come a long way he hasn't drank this entire time this man has literally not stopped working like he has ever since we met, he's devoted his life to solving this case. And he has done that with everything that he has. He's gone a hundred percent for this case for, and we didn't kind of redeem anything. himself.
1: We didn't drink anything, which I am imagining if you did in the game, it would probably change uh, your, your
0: ending. This is why I was like, this is like end game. Cause Kim literally like recants everything that we've ha- we have done in, in this playthrough so far. And I was like, this is the end right here. This is the end of this yeah. game.
2: Yeah. Cause you kind of, you go through and it's like, oh, well, um, like we helped these people. Like, oh, I, I helped the doomed industrial area. And he's like, what does that have to do with the case? And it's like, Yeah. Well, like, oh, what's that got to do with the case? And then Kim pipes up and is like, well, actually there's a suspect and it did actually produce mm-hmm. a lead. And like, yeah. And so at first I told Kim to stay out of the conversation Mm -hmm. and I was like, you know, you don't need to be involved in this. This is like my old precinct stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, They address Kim and Kim chimes in and backed me up. And I was like, yes. We, from the beginning, were like, Kim, please talk. (laughs) I need need as
1: much evidence as we can to say that we've been doing good. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, we cannot just leave this up to me.
2: Uh, We are incredibly incompetent. So So (laughs) the the weird thing is like, because Kim was piping up about it, um, I mentioned finding the phasmid. and my old partner was like oh my god here we go again like harry's going off on one and kim was like no it's real i've seen it Mm -hmm. and he was like oh well clearly you're imagining it and kim is just like dead ass says to him i am a four-time honored lieutenant of the rcm like if i say to you i saw it i saw it yeah we had we had the picture in ours so he's just like he pulls out the picture and everyone's like oh shit like this thing is real yeah no he was like he was like i am a respected lieutenant i am not insane if i tell you i saw it i saw it and he's like shit well if if kitsaragi says that it happened it happened
0: yeah i mean ultimately go on I was say ultimately, they they deem us worthy of if if maybe not going in the same position that we were in before, being a having some detective position uh, mm-hmm. at the precinct that we're in that's in Jamrock. We ultimately ask him if he wants to come and work at our precinct with us, and he's like, "Well, I have to go. I have to talk to my my supervisor, and and, and we'll see." And our old partner is like, "Well, we're honored that you would even like consider coming to uh, work with us at our precinct." which I thought was so,
2: sweet. So did he, he didn't accept it, or... He did. Yeah, the yeah ultimately, yeah, ultimately, say, ultimately yeah.
0: he did not decide to go with us. It was more just like, oh, I have to talk to like my, my
2: commander, but it was like, yeah, he's going to come work with us. He essentially says, like, he's like, you know, this murder, even though we have found the killer, this yeah. murder has set in motion... Right a war between the union and between wild he's like we
0: barely stopped the civil war from happening there's a lot of shit going down in Martine and Revishaw that we need to figure out
2: yeah and you you find out that your precinct is notoriously one of the harder precincts to work out it has a higher caseload and lower number of staff and so you're like kim please come (laughs) she's like
0: yeah there's a lot of cases piled up and kim's like oh well yeah you got
2: me. That's
1: all I needed to hear. Cases. Did you say I love. Did you say paperwork? I love paperwork. Um, but that's. I don't know. Yeah, if that's... After putting up with us for you know the six days, I would be like, it's a a lot happened in this week. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. the offer, but I'm okay. I'm. I am okay
0: i i do not need the stress of Harry in my life anymore. Yeah. The inconsistencies. I don't think, I don't think anyone big.
2: needs the stress of Harry in their life. Even it? he even mentions he's like, oh. Um, He's like, the only thing we did that wasn't related to the case was we decided the to karaoke. take a break and do karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Kim's like, admittedly, it was an extremely heartfelt rendition. And I'm like, wow. yes. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Kim. We appreciate it. Well, after that, we everyone piles in the car without actually doing any animation to open the door. Uh, we put our arm around our old partner, except like both the arms are like floating above the actual
1: character model and like clipping through the head. And I was like, "What? Is this
0: game yeah. is falling apart right? mechanically." I oriented. mean,
1: really, at the end, they phoned it in. Like the animation yeah. is so bad. Like every part of it it's is so awful. it's so bad. It doesn't like you don't open the door. They just like clip through the door. It would be so easy to fix. And they're just like,
2: yeah, nah. They're yeah, like,
0: we did a fuck ton of work and we're
2: done. We're tired. We gave you voice acting. Exactly. Can you not excuse one little clipping of a car door at the end of the game? Yeah, exactly. Um, um But it seems like we've both got the same ending then.
0: Yeah, I think we both we both decided to work back at our precinct and convince Kim to come work with us. Yeah. It seems like it can go a lot of different ways because in the dialogue options, it shows that like you can pretty much just like like say fuck you to all these other people. Like I don't want to work with you anymore. You can be kind of aggressive towards them and everything, yeah. and maybe get different outcomes because also, of
2: that. I also wonder how much if you'd gone down the electrochemistry route and had drunk and done yeah, drugs and like stuff, you, like, how much that it. would, because your sobriety is like a big talking point. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's probably one of the main talking points because they're like you know, because you that's one of the things you that's find why you're out in as question well, as is, a detective is because exactly, of your sobriety. Yeah, one of your one of the things you find out or at least that I did is that this isn't the first time Harry Something has had like a that. bender like this. Yeah. There's two or three times beforehand where Harry has had a bender so bad that he has forgot who he is and where he is and why. And why he is. Yeah. And so this is almost like par for the course. And it's like, well, okay, you've been sober for a week and you solved this really great case and you did really great. But is this going to hold up? especially as a leadership like you're not just a detective
0: and that's why friggin trent questions it. it's like well maybe if not in a leadership position then, then at least a detective and we seem to like yeah. being a detective
2: so i mean or at least good at it
0: one I, or I
2: managed to convince him um because i said something and i was like oh and he was like you know why did you forget who you are yeah. And there was some sort of offshoot comment. I was like, oh, you know, maybe like the devastation of losing my ex-wife. It was some sort of neurological yeah, think- coping mechanism. Yeah, And that's when Trent's like, oh, okay. Well, when you put it that way, you're clearly smart enough to know what it you're saying. Sense. Yeah. yeah. But that's it. We have finished. I was at Kentucky again.
0: I said this yesterday and I was like, can you already play Kentucky? And he's like, Kentucky? And I was like, duh, fuck. They're the same thing in my head at this point. Um, Disco Elysium, which was a wild ride and we did not think that this was going to be the last episode but here we are um i guess i'll start with overall how i felt about this game uh disco elysium surface level was not something that i probably would ever have gone to on my own volition i mean between i think the art style is beautiful but between it being kind of the isometric and point and click and how it is i probably wouldn't have gone to this game in the first place but that's why i really like our show and get rekt is because it kind of forces us to experience games we might not have and i think that opening the door to this game was great because i enjoyed it so much the writing in this game is incredible this world feels real the people in this world feel lived in. I care about them. I think they have good motivations. They're written so well that they feel authentic. They feel like actual peoples with actual human problems. And because the, the narrative of this game focuses on so many human problems like alcoholism, like loss of loved ones, like, you know, romance is ending all of these things that we can relate to on a, a human service level. I think that helps connect with the characters in this world so much more. I feel like even if you're not an, an addict or an alcoholic, you can kind of relate with Harry's situation in the sense of maybe disappointing people because of their actions and maybe not coming up to a standard that you were expected to at one, one way or another. So I think all of those things really help tie this game in and help me really enjoy the game in, in, in general. I think that, mechanically at least on console it isn't the best i still think the controls are kind of clunky on console but none of that ever hinders my experience with the game at all uh visually this game is stunning i think the art style and the art direction they decided to go with was was beautiful it's almost very like minimalistic and almost painter-like in the design it's a lot of browns and a lot of grays but that almost works with the kind of aesthetic that this game is going for um with the plot in general tackling a very, you know, um oh god, I t- completely lost my train of thought. Um kind of tackling the idea of communism and consumerism and you know, Western culture and kind of tackling the idea of that. I really enjoyed that because it it forced us to kind of view a perspective that was different than our than our own, but view it in a positive light. Like it, towards the end of this game, when Kim was kind of describing who Harry was, we were definitely kind of a middle point person, someone that kind of can go each way and can kind of see see a benefit from each point of view. And I think that's really interesting. As a player, having your beliefs challenged is definitely a hard thing. But if you're someone that could take that and look into a perspective that's not your own and kind of see benefits from that. I think that's super cool that a video game can do something like that and challenge your beliefs. Um, I don't know. I I think I'm going away from uh, saying who I would recommend this to and just being like, here's my points. Here's what I thought about this game. If you think that's kind of interesting, then you should definitely check it out. Uh, I think that the gameplay can put off some people. And if you don't like reading, definitely play the definitive edition of it because the voice acting is impeccable and there's just a shit ton of dialogue in this game. So you're going to be doing a lot of reading if you don't do that. But uh, I absolutely enjoyed the experience. And even though I had some struggles with the the controls just in general, none of that hindered my experience with the game at all. Thumbs up. Great recommendation.
2: Jared's seal of approval. <laughs> okay, hey, Um. Hmm. Um so I I would have to agree with you about the writing of the game. Um, it mm, I'm very hesitant to say it's the best written game ever. It's definitely the best written game I've personally played in terms of how the world is written and that genuine connection that you have with the world. I would like to see a lot of games going forward, kind of having that attention to detail, you Uh know, even to the point where the fucking books are books and actually have a story. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, I put 23 hours into this game and I really enjoyed the 20 hours of it. Um, the The ending of this game has left a somewhat bitter taste in my mouth. I feel like the ending... It's, it's awkward because it's when you get into alternate endings. Mm-hmm. That's when it starts to become weird because my playthrough, the ending felt very rushed personally for me. Like, there was this big firefight, and it was like, oh, okay, now you can go find a suspect, you find a suspect, you come back, done. And I, I I feel like it's because I wasn't ready for the game to finish.
0: You know, and... I mean, that wasn't our expectation, you know? We kind of had an expectation going
2: in of how long this game would be, and it didn't really... It's It's not just that. Like, I just... I wasn't ready to be done with Disco Elysium. I wasn't ready to be done with Harry's story. And I think that's why it leaves this funny taste in my mouth, not necessarily because it's a bad ending. It's just because I wasn't ready to give up on this game. And there's nothing to stop me going in. And I mean, I'm think and yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about like doing another playthrough, maybe even streaming it and just doing like a pure, like let's do all of the drugs and all of the alcohol <laughs> and stay with the drunken cop theme and see what comes out of that, you know? And I just, it's it's weird. It's very hard because this is a game where there are multiple ways to play it, and you'll get something new every single time you play it. And I think that's what's feeding into my kind of disappointment in a sense at the end of the game because I haven't got everything I wanted from it. And I'm not normally one to replay games. Normally, once I'm done with a game, that that is it. I'm done. There's too much out there for me to play. I haven't got time to be going back and putting another 25 hours into something. But I may make an exception for Disco because I want to see more of the world. Uh, In terms of who I would recommend it for, I would love to recommend this game for everybody. But I think that realistically, the people who are going to enjoy this game are a very niche group of people not even people who take gaming seriously. I mean, the the language of the game and the topics it delves into, you have to be the sort of person who wants to explore that side of gaming. And so if you've been listening to this and it's perch your ears up and you're like, oh, I, I want to dip my toe into that side of gaming or you, you play those kinds of games anyway, then 100%, go and play it. But if you're somebody who plays first person experiences, if you play your God of Wars and your last of us, this is a deeper game than that. And you have to be mentally prepared to go through that experience. Yeah. Is what I will say. Yeah.
0: Um, To comment something right right before you jump in Kai with your final thoughts. Um, In... I also kind of struggle with the ending a a little bit, but less on it feeling like rushed or wrapped up in the end too quickly. It was more of, you know, we had these ideas of these characters that we thought were going to be the culprit and they had motivations and everything. And I think kind of, I never really like when a character or like a villain or whatever is thrown in right at the end. And they're like, they're the person that did that. You have no connection to who this person is. And it's just a random individual. So Mm. sometimes, and in those situations, the endings kind of fall short for me. But when we got to the very end and Kim was talking about our experiences with Harry and it almost, like I said, for me, it was almost like this heartwarming, like redemption arc for Harry, which is kind of the direction we wanted to go in general. I I think that there's definitely more and I almost want more with Harry's story, but I was very satisfied with this portion of Harry's life that we got to experience like this little arc of his life and this, one week which felt like an eternity um this one week yeah. of, of harry at least trying to do his best and trying to help people and trying to you know listen to different perspectives and different people i appreciated that and come to the end i i enjoyed it and thought it was satisfying even though i don't really like like here's this random person that you have no attachment to and they're the bad guy and it's like well okay whatever like
2: that's yeah that's i f- i think one of the big things is that when i saw the dessert and when i was talking to him and i was like oh okay one of the Clare brothers hired this guy to yeah. incite this tension yeah. in order to get the union power in terminal B, because that's what it's all about. And then when you find out like, no, the Clare brothers didn't actually have an active hand in this. He's just like, some, he's
0: like, some dude that
2: was obsessed. With he's some just world. some dude. And like, they're going to, okay, they're going to benefit from it and they can turn this situation around and get the power that they want for the union. But, it was just some offshoot dude who you've never met before. And it's kind of like, okay. I, and I think I was left wanting more as well. Cause I was like, okay, so what happens now? Is there going to be a civil war? Like, are the union going to get what they want? Like what's going to happen?
0: yeah and i so, kind of wanted i wanted almost kind of a there was he was an indirect attachment to the story and the characters that we had and maybe i wanted a more direct one like i said even though i usually
2: don't like those circumstances overall the ending i i, I was satisfied with in general i just i wanted an epilogue do you know what i mean i wanted like a two years like later, harry, harry is what and kim happened, sitting at their desks like, drinking coffee and like oh let's fucking do it again time to go back yeah, to like, martin a, and then like leave yeah you know or it's like oh like we gotta go calm down this civil war that's happening in terminal b of martin ace like you know some sort of connection as to what's happened and like the aftermath of everything that we've just been through
0: yeah okay kai let us hear your points how do you feel about this game that you recommended to us to play
1: i mean i think you get that in a sense of what you guys are talking about with you know i'm assuming that because of how successful this game there will probably be some form of a sequel and at the end they go you know like oh Kim specifically is like, uh, there's a civil war that is seems to be brewing. And this is something that's going to need to be dealt with. And like, we need to make sure that, I mean, the thing that is obvious, I guess, to me is that it doesn't matter. And like, that's why the ending for me is, is very, it was subversive and it was interesting. And it wasn't just like, like, like the whole point of the game is telling you like, look, everyone's fucking stupid. Like, look at the actions of everyone. They're all self-interested. They're all doing it for Mm -hmm. themselves. They're doing it for the benefit of, you know, whatever they believe to be the right thing. And there is no right thing. And that's what the phasmid tells you at the end is it's like Mm -hmm. human beings are fucking awful. And they're going to be the reason that this all goes to shit and that I can't survive or exist anymore. And it's like, you have to be careful and you have to make sure that what you're doing is for the benefit of the many rather than just the benefit of yourself. And so i personally like the ending i think that having a individual who is he's is the only one theoretically acting just like out of a protecting like the world in a sense i mean he's crazy because of the phasmid but like that like no one would have expected if you would have asked me at the beginning of this game or when the person was murdered like it seems so clear at the start of, you know, it's this two dueling factions and one of them is going to do something and we have to step in and figure it out. And it's bigger than that. It's like by the time that you get to the end of the game, the conflict in between the uh, the Union and Wild Pines it doesn't even fucking matter. Like it's so small and insignificant and pointless. And of course it is, because in real life it is. Who gives a shit if your company is functional? Who gives a shit about the union? Life is bigger than that. The things that are going on externally of your small, insignificant problems don't matter. And everyone can't see that. And that's the issue. is every, If anyone could actually look outside of the bullshit in which they're trapped in... And which they're obsessed with, whether it's Everart, whether it's, you know, the woman from Wild Pines, whether it's the individuals who are serving as the mercenaries, if they could just take a second and view themselves outside of their situation, it would be abundantly clear to them that what they're doing has very little to no impact on the benefit of everyone around them. But they can't. And that's that's what this game shows you is it's like everyone is wrapped up in their shit. And because of that, everything is going to shit. That's the problem with Revishol and that's the part problem with Martinez. And honestly, it's the problem with what's going yeah. on outside of this game as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I really like the ending. I love the writing of this game. I think it's a very mm. interesting story. Story is very dependent on the characters which are within it. I think Kim is probably one of the greatest side sidekick ever. B characters uh, in a game I've ever played. I think Harry's personality and almost childlike approach to the world from being someone who doesn't remember anything about his old life. Like it seems like Harry was probably not a great person before forgetting the entire world and like getting to rebuild someone uh, in an image of like what you think is appropriate and what you think is an interesting way to approach the world. Like that's great. And like the game doesn't like, I think that's the best thing this game does is that it doesn't fit you into this is this character which a lot of games do. It's like, this is the personality of this character, right? Like whether it's like Ethan from Resident Evil or like you have a certain personality that you're living up to within the game. And you're like, oh, okay, this is the, that of this character. This, this game allows you to put whatever you want, whether it reflects yourself or whether it reflects something that you're like, oh, this is interesting to me. It doesn't matter, but it allows you to be someone who you aren't necessarily, uh, you know, pigeonholed into being which I think is really mm. cool. And I think it's a great way to approach having people connect with the game. And is the reason that the re- replayability factor is really high is because that's the interesting part is that you can be whoever you want. And as Ben said, like, if you want to go back through and be the degenerate, you know, hobo cop drunk who just does drugs and gets drunk throughout the entire narrative of the game that's going to yield a very different experience with the characters around you and the, the you know the checks that you roll in, et cetera, et cetera. than it would if you were playing the sorry cop who you know is just trying to piece his life back together and figure it all out um but yeah i mean i and i'm also i would also disagree with this game you know not being for the i i think this is game. this game is more for people who don't necessarily normally play video games than it is for someone who you know is like oh i'm deep into the gaming world i think this is a great place to show the diverse approach that games can take into telling stories and like mm-hmm. most people don't care about i mean most people don't care about art in general like i mean obviously that's why popular culture commodifies it but like if you are someone who cares about the stuff that you're consuming and you want an experience, that's not like anything else you've had before. Like it doesn't matter that you've never played games before. Like this is interesting. It's an interesting thing to experience. It's an interesting thing to read. It's beautifully written. It is a great representation of how digital art can be moving and unique and how interacting with it can be something that is really rewarding in the end. Um, And so like, Yeah. yeah, if, if, if that's something that's interesting to you, if, in the very base of your core, you have some part of you that's curious about the world and you're not completely fucking turned off by, like, anything slightly challenging. Like, yeah, do this. This is great. This is a great experience for you. I would highly recommend it.
2: I just, I see it as too complex in its writing to be a gateway game. I mean I I can see it being complex but
0: it, maybe that the the story they try to tell is a more sophisticated one than normal but at least you know mechanically like the the loop of this game is very simplistic in nature like you're not yeah. doing a lot of complicating things you're just <laughs> honestly clicking one button the entire time like it's as easy as flipping pages <laughs> in a book like if, if you can read then you can do this game. <laughs> like, yeah,
2: I, I don't know necessarily mm. because I don't. I don't know. Like in terms of the mechanics of it, like you it's yeah. a point and click. Like that is as basic as it can get for a game. But I just, I don't know if necessarily like the way the task log works and That's a little complicated for me. You know the the lack of a map system. Like mm-hmm. I I can't. Yeah, but imagine somebody if this is a doesn't ga- like games. Right, but if
1: this is a gateway, you have no context into what's good or not. So you're just like you like you'd figure it out. Well. Like that's the thing. There's no the hard part about gaming is the like mechanical interaction of it and like especially with certain things where it's like it's a certain skill level. This game takes no skill. This game takes focus yeah. and like your ability to like really problem solve and try to figure out like what the fuck am I supposed to be doing next and like have conversations mm. and that kind of like Puzzling mental arithmetic that you have to do throughout it. But, like, from a mechanical perspective of someone who's like, I don't play games because I just don't know how controllers work. Like, I yeah, like it's just a menu. Like that's yeah. all that's going I, on. I
0: think that I mean we've, we've all said throughout this playthrough that this is like a game that if interested should be experienced, but experience is a very loose term. I think if you're just watching maybe a YouTube playthrough, that's not going to be enough. But if you have a partner or a friend or another person to play through this with, maybe they're doing other things and you're kind of just piping in, you're listening to the story, mm. you're giving your feedback, and then maybe you guys are talking about these concepts outside of the game. You're like, you're talking about communism you talk about the socio economical state of the world or state of the world. That is this game specifically. I think you can experience that way. And maybe that you're not playing it initially. And maybe that part's hard, but you're experiencing it through another individual playing the game. Like a lot of, I, I mean, Kai playing, it was like, we, we swap controller back and forth, but like we sat next to each other and we chimed in and get we, we, talk we talked about our yeah. decisions.
2: Yeah. I can, I can imagine somebody who doesn't play games experiencing it vicariously through someone else but i can't imagine someone who doesn't play games being like okay this is the game i'm gonna jump into like it just Mm. it doesn't on paper it's very friendly to those who don't play games but i don't think when you get into it like it kind of throws you in this world and like what is
1: what is that logic system for any other piece of art like I can't hand someone a book because they haven't read go like go spot go yet like no of course not i can hand someone a book and be like hey your interests align with this thing sure it may be you know literarily challenging but like at the end of the day they're gonna be able to get through it or a movie like if i if i make you watch you know uh, you know steel magnolias even though it's an art film like you can still appreciate it outside of the context of not having watched every Mm. basic Marvel movie
2: up to this point, right? I think what I'm saying is, like, it's more... It seems like a very daunting game to give somebody as their first experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And even with, like, the book context, I feel like there's definitely, like going from someone that's very surface level that probably we reads YA books and that's pretty much it like there's definitely been books that I've read where the language was too complicated for my dumb little brain to understand I'm not (laughs) connecting to anything like there's no connections here and I can't relate with
1: that and that that's what like that what I'm trying to say as well is that like I have a very different experience with other things like i went to film school yeah already i'm a, yeah, a yeah. weird when it comes to, <laughs> to understanding narratives and when it comes to experiencing things my you know level is at a very different place than most people and so it's mm-hmm. hard to speak on like would this be interesting for most people i don't fucking know i don't live in their heads i think this it's is a great just... experience but maybe this is too much i, I well, don't that's, know. Why, that's
0: why i think this is such an interesting and i think this is probably one of the the only times that we've had this where there has been such not necessarily a discourse but almost like three varying point of views of the ending and like the perspective and who would we recommend this to i I think that happened a little bit with kentucky but that was more just like us kind of experiencing and like predicting and guessing what can happen next this is like fundamental like how can we recommend this game and what does this game entail there's i think that's super interesting that we have different perspectives and point of views regardless of whatever is the right way or not
2: yeah, there is and none. that's the thing, answer. No, and I think that's the thing. Is this a personal opinion? Like for me, I look yeah. at it and I'm like, Ellie has watched me play parts of this game, and mm-hmm. she's interested in the story, and she's interested in the mechanics of it and the dice roll and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. if I was to sit her down and say, "Okay, play this game," she would be like I have no clue what the fuck I'm doing what I'm supposed to do the order I'm supposed to do it in and so it's one of those things that like on paper yeah on paper it's the perfect game for somebody who doesn't play games you know it's story deep it does a lot of things that other RPGs and stuff don't do but it also doesn't hold your hand (laughs) And yeah. so I think that as some as people who play games, I think that we can get around that. But if you've not experienced it before, I don't know. I think it's the opposite. Like that's my perspective. This is it's that so, this
1: is so fascinating? This this would be frustrating for people who do traditionally play games because it is so different. Because it doesn't hold your hand. Because there is no narrative art. There is no straightforward path you're supposed to take. There's no clear yeah. objectives. There's none of the things that people go into games for. Yeah. Like. Exactly what you're saying is the opposite of it. Right. I think you're both right. I think that this... Oh, yeah. It's for no one. (laughs) No one should play
0: this (laughs) No one should play this. No, Ben, I I totally see where you're coming from because I can definitely see my wife Sarah sitting down and vicariously experiencing this through my playthrough. And I think that is a perfectly almost... I would almost... Uh, argue a great way of experiencing this game. If you don't like initially think this is interesting because there is aspects that's complicated mm. for someone that's never played games. On the flip side, if you're someone that like plays Call of Duty or just plays battle royales, you're also going to have a hard time <laughs> with this game because of it's very wordy, it's very flowery in its language, it's complicated in its systems, it doesn't hold your hand, and there's not a. It, it is slow and it is really fast at times, and I think that can be hard to juggle whether you've played games or whether you haven't played
2: yeah i think it's like a it's almost like a brick wall sort of thing like if you can break through that brick wall it's like a fell building wall hand, of if yeah. you can pass the white check <laughs> you can pass the white check uh to play yeah. this game
1: you, it's uh... definitely
2: it's it's one of those like fins where people are going to sit down and go this is way too wordy for me and i if don't you have kentucky you'll like this game yeah it's if you like kentucky you'll like this that's what I mean, and I, that's why I feel like it's a bit more niche than other things, because you have to go in... like if I mean, I mean could you imagine coming into this game expecting it to be like, okay, right, it's a story-driven game, and, uh, yeah. and you get in there, and the first thing that happens is an argument between your limbic system and your reptilian <laughs> brain, yes. and then you wake up in a world where there's no set task list, and it's just this living, breathing world, and you're like, what the fuck am I doing?
1: I, I see the I see where we're, our difference is coming from, and I was answering the question: Who is this game for? And I think it should be for everyone. Do I think everyone is going to have the patience to actually do it? No, of course not. It's very difficult. Most people don't want to go into something and actually be challenged. Most people—that's why fucking Marvel movies are exciting because people are like, "Oh my god, it's the same hero's journey for the eight millionth time repackaged." Like that's why people <laughs> like that shit. Easily digestible content.
2: it's one of the reasons why i haven't got into reading books because the books that i have here to read are like the fucking lord of the rings like the J.R. tolkien and i'm like i'm like what this is not like my first experience of a book this is not (laughs) what i want to get into like this is too much for me scythe is a great book
0: you should read it listen to the audiobook it's fantastic
2: but yes, in theory, this game is for everyone. Everyone should experience this game. This game is fighting. for everyone, and it's equally not for anybody. It is <laughs> so yeah, easy enough
1: mechanically to figure out. As long as you can read and click a button, you yeah. can play it. However, <laughs> whether you enjoy that or- and have the, the ability to sit through it, that's, that's on you guys. I can't. I, but I
2: recommend this for everyone. <laughs> whether you play it or you experience it vicariously, you should experience it in some way. Yes. But tell us how you feel about
0: disco. I almost said Kentucky again. Holy shit. Disco Elysium. And whether you think that anybody can play it or nobody can play it or, or, or anywhere in between. But Kai, it is now your time. The spotlight is on you. What are we playing for our interstitial
1: game? It's on you. Uh, I mean, I already announced this. I don't know if it's I mean, that's not up yet. So no one not actually not. knows. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, yes, we're playing Oregon Trail oh hey was already announced but we didn't release i, was say, episode, I, to re- so. I
2: remember you saying it on like a fleet and finn um, it was on the q a it was not q a episode oh yeah. shit! yeah that's my bad yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. uh it's all
1: good uh yes we're playing oregon trail uh we are playing the, the original i was corish sitting in the window being a, be a little batman uh yes we we're playing oregon trail we're playing the original oregon trail it's available on the internet for free because that game came out in like 1988 uh, and yeah it's great i've played it before i don't believe jared's played it before i've never i have never played oregon trail i, l-
2: I know it's little been. to nothing
1: about oregon trail too. Uh, uh you
2: get dysentery and you die yep yeah. that's pretty much the entire <laughs> game
1: uh it is a survival text-based adventure kind of side-scrolling aspects not really you don't really control anything uh but yeah you play pioneers making their way uh from the midwest to the west during the 1800s traveling to the to the west coast the oregon part of the oregon trail uh doing the lewis and clark journey uh as you would um and you have to survive uh by hunting and not dying of horrible waterborne illnesses, like dysentery (laughs) has been said, and other things. Uh, And yeah, it's a great game.
0: Go on. I would say if the original, God, why is Kentucky Road Zero on oh my goddamn mind? Jesus, if the original Organ Trail is not appealing to you and you think, wow, that's too old for me to play. There is a remake of Organ Trail on Apple Arcade that you can play. It's more modern,
2: has beautiful visuals, art and everything. So you can check that out if you want to as well. When we do record the episode for it, can we... Uh... Can we have something in there for my fellow non-U.S. residents as to who Lewis and Clark were and what the Oregon Trail is? Yeah, we'll go. No.
1: I don't know if it really matters. For sure. Yes. I mean, it's not real.
2: It's not a real representation. That's what I was trying to work out. Is it a real thing? Is it like wall? No, 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 it's not real.
1: No, it is literally just a made up trail from the East Coast to the West Coast that you have to make and survive. It's just the idea of being a pioneer, like that's it. Yeah. Uh, Oregon Trail came out in 1971. Holy shit! Going yes. back, going back to the olden days, guys. Uh, and you can play it for those of you listening. You can play it on visitoregon.com uh slash at the Oregon Trail game online. And there's you can play it anywhere. You can play it on a pregnancy test. You could 100 pro- probably do that. Um, You can also plan your trip to Oregon, things to do, book your stay, and buy real estate on visitoregon.com. That's V-I-S-I-T-O-R-E-G-O-N. This episode Uh, is sponsored by visitoregon.com. I was going to say
2: not a sponsor. Uh,
0: Uh, Ben is going to be planning his trip to Oregon, and we're going to go visit him. Don't know why you don't call him California, but that's fine. We'll meet you in Oregon. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I could not point out Oregon on a map. That's okay. Many people in the U.S. also couldn't do that, so you're fine.
1: <laughs> I do want to say, like, I've been... I lived there four years, so I hope I can point to it in a map. Where, but... where is Oregon? Uh, uh, most it's on the West. West Coast. It's right above yep. California. Uh-huh. Um, yep. Yes, we border California and Oregon border uh, in the Klamath River Basin. And then yep. above Oregon is Washington. Not Washington, D.C., uh, but Washington State. Yes, Washington, D.C. I was there once very, for Kai's graduation. Very
2: pretty looking place
1: very green uh it's very green it rains a lot Uh, it is the same latitude as the uk uh yes it's this is the
2: place you was telling me about you was like this is where i went to university and it was fucking rural as hell it was very
1: rural yes i uh yeah yep went to a very small school 1200 students in the middle of the willamette valley for those of you who know oregon uh but yeah it's a lovely place very beautiful very green very uh Redneck, which is the opposite um, yeah. of what this game is going to look like. It'll be very black and very <laughs> pixelated. And very I dotted. know, I know a little
0: bit about it. It'll be green text. I've been, uh, <laughs> I don't know what the game is.
2: I've been a list, not the Oregon Trail, like the Lewis and Clark finn I've been listening to uh, a podcast called One Nation Under on Crime, which is really cool, and they talk Dope. about how um uh the one of the Lewis Mer- Mary 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 Al Lewis mary uh, Lewis something he he was like murdered like four years after the expedition finished or something sad. That's but, sad. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys are excited
0: about us playing Oregon trail, let us know on our social media linked tree. I almost said LinkedIn. God, my brain's not working today. Our link tree is in the description of all of our social medias, play along pod, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that fun stuff. Come join our Discord. That's also in our description, our link tree. It is popping. It is popping. We're having a great old time there talking. To, we're probably gonna be talking about more disco now that we've finished the game and we can kind of loosely talk about if anyone does want to get spoilers, we'll let them know. But we'll have lots of conversations. We'll be talking about Oregon Trail and in the next episode I will be revealing my main series next. Ooh, do, 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 do. How knows I'm uh just thirsty for revealing games. I already know my game for my main series. <laughs> See? See? I'm not weird. I literally... Please, those who are listening, sympathize
1: ago. with me. These people have my, problems. My game always my like, problems. I have four options for my main series game. Do you want to hear them? I'm like, no, I don't care. Just tell me when it's the time.
2: I made... I literally... Make d- to I actually have before. I have a fucking app on my phone. Uh, shout out, if you ever want to keep a backlog of the games or what Would you, you get, have played, GG. GG GG is, is a deal. great app um follow and us so on i just, there. don't know my username but follow me when i get to it i'm just like looking and i'm like oh yeah cool this is uh all my stuff and i just go uh, that one so those of you who are
1: suggesting games know they'll never happen unless it's my turn because i'm the only one who decides the day before we record which is maybe not <laughs> the best option do, but you know whatever we do
2: we do have, we do have
0: some recommendation recommendations
1: channel. that may or may not happen so please mm-hmm. recommend well, we'll judging to- by the fact that both of you have four uh, you know four main series planned out beforehand. <laughs> you're gonna have a long
2: wait list no okay, I'm guys. lining up one of these suggestions as an interstitial oh
1: yeah
0: we're gonna play through the, the, the live action Mortal Kombat game Maybe? that uh, Neil recommended yeah okay guys thanks for getting to the end of the episode thanks for listening as always I hope you enjoyed the Disco Elysium, Disco Elysium series because we definitely do you okay I'm having a stroke today. I don't know. My brain's not working. It's early. What's that,
2: phasmid?
1: It's the phasmid. I spent too long. Exposing <laughs> Thank you fasmid. for listening to play a long podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter. I it's <laughs> okay you don't need to do it <laughs> if i don't come in and pretend to do an outro it's not a real episode of this podcast guy yeah.
2: needs to pee and he wants to cut it off. No, yeah. you right. nice
1: knowing all of you uh i pooped and oh, okay. i do need That's to great. pee now so
2: okay guys well, we will see you next week
0: where we'll be talking about our experience with the Oregon trail peace out
1: love you. y'all
0: whap whap. Whap, we love you bye